Okay, it's looking like we are ready to start here. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to the latest edition of the Xbox Roundtable Podcast. This is show number 243, the best place on Sunday nights for Xbox talk and more from around the game industry. Naturally, this is Invader, your host for the evening, and there has been all kinds of news from the past week. Not sure if we'll be able to cover everything, as I know today there was a massive, massive leak of epic proportions, but again, we'll try and give everything a go from the past week. Uh, Let's see, we're definitely going to touch on Bonnie Ross. She announced that she'll be leaving 343 Industries, as multiple people will be taking up her responsibilities. As well, both PlayStation and Nintendo had live streams, we'll cover that, along with the big GoldenEye news. Also, news from the Tokyo Game Show, we'll get into all that stuff. So yeah, lots of things on the docket tonight. But first things first, though, let me introduce everybody. And with us tonight is a familiar face, uh, everybody's favorite downer, Jeremy. Buddy, how you been? Dude, I've been well. It's been a long time coming. And it's definitely been forever. I mean, it's. I see the podcast is doing well, which is great. But I think uh, since I left the podcast up until now... Uh, been going through like a little bit of midlife crisis, man. I've lost weight. I eat better. I exercise. Got a freaking tattoo, you know. And I just find myself uh, doing less and less of gaming, which you know, obviously, a part of that is I'm out of the culture, uh, or not in the culture as much. But it's good to hear from you guys, man. The podcast is in good hands. You still got Centurion here. You got Timmy here still, even though he's not here physically. Uh, but you got Shockley, and you got two terrific uh, cast members, Crusader and General MLB. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, again, familiar faces and new, Jeremy. And, uh, I mean, you say in midlife crisis, have you uh, bought a, a nice uh, sports car as well? Uh, well, you can't <laughs> buy a sport a sports car and fit the whole family in, but, I mean, that's it hasn't crossed my mind. No, <laughs> but it has crossed my mind. Being up in Montana, I'm pretty sure you went and got a big ass truck that just holds them all, right? No, no, no. I got, I did get a family vehicle though, but yeah, it's another, another story to tell. All right, all right, good stuff, Jeremy. Uh, can't wait to hear your thoughts in a minute, but uh, always great uh, talking to you. Uh, let's see, going down the list here, I will start with Centurion, buddy. How you been the past week? I've been doing great. Uh, kind of just figuring out the work-life balance trying to find time for gaming finally finished up the whole sherlock holmes trilogy that was actually a really fun uh little go through for those three games um continuing to try to get back into destiny almost done with uh shadow keep gonna move on to beyond light um and just yeah still haven't been able to play with crusader though i think he just works a lot more than i am lately Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. I haven't been messaged. You message me will be on. Uh, true. Okay, true. I I don't know. I'm well, I don't know. I'm a little measly like a little 154, so I mean 1544, so I'm just like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to like really do anything per se yet. I'm not too sure. Do I have a strong enough light level to even do raids with you guys? Uh, you can do every raid except for Kingsoul. 
See, I'm just still trying to get in the... Man, I still find myself just trying to make my weekly contribution to the clan. Hmm. All right. All right. Well, yeah, you guys can definitely work that out. Uh, I know, again, all these Destiny fans here, I uh, don't blame you guys. That's the crack that keeps on giving, and uh, I know I should probably get back into that. Dude, I'm going to tell you right now, Destiny is the only game where you can shoot something's head off and there's sparkles. Do you guys... <laughs> I've been hearing for a year now, you guys procrastinate about Destiny. You say you're going to get into it, but never do. Oh, that's I, not me. <laughs> I was going to say, I was into Destiny for a little while, but I got out of it because they created this really jacked up concept called sunsetting. But Crusader talked me off that cliff because, I mean, like, I they didn't have it. anything. Yeah, I had nothing to do with Destiny for about a year, maybe longer. Yeah, well, hey, now's a good time. You got some uh, hardcore Destiny guys on on the panel, so uh, time to give another go. Uh, but yeah, let's see who else do we got here. General MLD, buddy. Hey, how you been? Oh yeah, having a pretty good week. Lots to talk about. This industry is getting crazier by the gen. Myself, I uh, just been really getting into Yakuza Like a Dragon. It's my first Yakuza game ever played. Uh, I am really enjoying myself. This game is just so wacky. I, I love it. Is it. Isn't that a great game? That's a it, great game. Like, yeah, it is. Like I'm on chapter five right now. Like the story, it just it's getting better and better. The more I, I'm getting hooked on it, like damn, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm the, impressed. Yeah, the characters are great. That that's actually the first game. I've ever heard Tim finish ever in the history of gaming. <laughs> that's the first game I've ever heard him finish. Oh yeah, because like uh, I, I'm a I'm a JRPG old school turn based kind of guy, and people tell me this is like the only turn based game in the series. Okay, it's on Game Pass. I gotta give it a shot, and yeah, I, I don't regret it one bit. I, I'm gonna see this game through. All right. I highly recommend it. Hmm. Yeah. Now that's a game that I do have on my my backlog that I do need to start because I have it installed. Uh, there's really no excuse. Just uh, I haven't played it for some reason. But that's why that's what why they call it the backlog, right? It, well, Invader, it, I was reading a three-hour game though, so just keep that in mind. Sorry to interrupt, but I was reading uh, Ice Cold's comment. Oh, he can't get it up because he's going through that midlife crisis. <laughs> Believe me, buddy, that's not a problem yet. <laughs> Uh, it's a, he clarified though. He was just kidding, but yes. <laughs> no, I know. I know. Uh, but, uh, good to know, Jeremy. Thanks for, uh, alleviating that for us. Um, but yeah, Yakuza, that's pretty cool. Uh, moving on down the list here, Eric Shockley, buddy. Hey, how was things at your end? Good. Yeah, just been, uh, been playing a few smaller titles, uh, there's this one uh, called a uh, disc room that's on game pass. It's kind of a, I was trying to find some things to get those uh, Microsoft points and to meet the uh, weekly criteria before the time runs out. So I always have to find some new games for some new achievements. So I don't lose all that progress. Um, but yeah, it's this cool kind of like, a, it's kind of like that, like hand drawn, like art kind of like the old, like uh, South park cartoons, but it's basically like you're this, guy that has to go through these rooms and there's all these different razor discs that gets it's kind of like a puzzle game because you have to use your reaction time kind of like a hotline miami or something like that um and then you'll get absorb certain powers 
when you're going through this like Zelda like old Zelda like 2D uh like maze but it's it's pretty cool it's uh it definitely gets difficult cuz there's so much so many things coming at you in in the room when you're trying to dodge and it will give you quick timers where it's like last like 20 seconds um and you can kind of beat your old old stats um but it's cool because when you die it's like you're instantly right back in which is now, cool shock, for some of those high high difficulty shock games. are you still dabbling in the uh the emulators uh yeah i mean with the mostly i won't use like emulation but i'll um like actually have the uh the actual hardware um where i basically put in like the like everdrive or whatever into my actual console so if it's a snes i'll have the uh ever drive to go into that or whatever pretty much pretty much all the retro consoles like retrofitted like that so i can either it's gamecube i have it so i can just put an sd card in the instead of i took out the disc drive so i put in the sd card and play the whole library so nice from the actual anyway, so it's not emulation technically so anyway i miss you too buddy it's good to hear from you and i know we chat a little bit on, oh, yeah. on facebook but uh Good to hear from you, man. Oh, yeah, same to you. <laughs> yes. Lo I'm loving the love here. It's great. It's great. Again, it's great to have the downer back. It's all love, baby. It's all love. All love. I agree, my friend. And uh, last but certainly not least here, we got Crusader. Buddy, I know you've had a pretty busy day, but otherwise, how's things? Oh, it's been good. It's been good. Um played uh metal helsinger this week i don't know if anyone else has uh has, has seen that it's uh like a doom like rhythm game that like every part of the soundtrack they had like a different metal band come in and like mm -hmm. assist with the assist with the songs and like it, it's fantastic it's fantastic and you know other than that i've been playing my usual destiny fortnite various random stuff on uh game pass and ps plus extra um, but yeah, you know, today was really busy. We're not going to talk about it too much on this show. Um, but for those of you who haven't seen GTA six had a massive leak, massive, and we have too much news to cover it today. And it's kind of still, the news is still kind of slowly trickling out. So best not to cover it today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, there is. There has been a lot trickling out, and uh, probably more the next uh, couple of days. Uh, yeah, we'll just see how things progress throughout the it's, week. We're actually taking the thread down right now on uh, gaming leaks and rumors because we're afraid that the it's gonna get hit with a DMCA. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no smart move. Smart move. Uh, I have seen a lot of hits going on there. And, uh, all right, uh, guys, uh, Timmy, uh, should be showing up at some point. I know he's doing something, but believe me, he, uh, he's gonna chime in at some point. Otherwise, uh, just before we kick things off, uh, quick reminder to share this out, let everybody know we're live, and, hey, if you're in the chat, certainly give us a like, as it is very much appreciated and helps out the show. And it's all, it's great to see you all here in the chat and all the listeners. Always appreciate you guys. Um, moving on, though, uh, to the first topic. And I gotta say, it's a big one or one of the big ones from the past week. Uh, earlier, earlier, like a Monday, Tuesday, something like that, head of 343 Industries, Bonnie Ross, announced that she is leaving the studio to attend to a family medical issue. 
She's been the studio head for roughly, what, 15 years, something like that, since its inception. And, you know, she's been through three mainline Halo games, what, four, five, and now Infinite, as well as, you know, a bunch of the side ones. Uh, now multiple people have been moved in to take on her roles. Uh, there is lots to discuss. Dissect and discuss here, and I can't wait to get everybody's views. Uh, Jeremy, bud, hey, you know what? I'll kick things off with you. Uh, what do you think of Bonnie Ross stepping down from 343 Industries? Mm. You know, whenever you're the head of a huge company like 343, uh, I would imagine that it takes like an incredible hold on, you know, personal life in general, but in many ways, it kind of consumes you. I mean, you look at all the stuff that goes on on Twitter and stuff like that. But for those of you that had significant leadership roles, you know, you understand how much time and energy and commitment it takes. You know, I know on a much smaller scale because of work, um, you know, when I was in California. But so now imagine like 15 years later uh, with over 500 employees. And sometimes people just need to take back. Uh, take a step back, you know, and, and concentrate on what matters uh, to them most, which is family and, you know, could be friends. And we don't know what Bonnie's going through, but I wish her the best, you know. I've met Bonnie uh, on multiple occasions, and I can tell you, uh, she is the most down-to-earth and incredible person I mean, you can ever ask uh, running a video game co uh, company. She's smart. She's a powerful woman in the industry. Uh, and she's going to be missed, you know, but however, I do think someone else needs to uh, helm the Halo franchise. You know, in my personal opinion, uh, Halo, from a gamer's perspective, hasn't come close to reaching its apex, apex it once was. Uh, and you guys know, know the games before it. Um, just in terms of like the direction of the series, you know, even Halo, Halo Infinite, even though it was a good game, um, at this stage, I, it still can't compete with, you know, like today's upper echelon games. Uh, and I'm going to use Santa Monica Studios, for example. 343 had almost double its employees, you know, infinite resources, no pun intended, but uh, yet it could deliver a probably, about, you know, a more memorable experience than Halo ever was. Like God, yeah, God of War. They make God of War. Surprise, surprise. Um, you've heard how Halo Infinite went through development hell. Uh, so did God of War. But you know, with one coming together at the last minute uh, to create an experience that to this day still has yet to be matched by Xbox, in my opinion. Uh, and that game is obviously God of War. So hopefully, the new leadership can take. Halo in a new direction. I'm looking forward to it uh, and kind of return back the series to what it once was um, from a gamer's perspective, of course. But mm -hmm. as for the rumors, uh, if Xbox Studios was involved, um, who knows? You know, some of that stuff you got to take with a grain of salt. Some of it, there could be some lift to it, you know, and, and you see other people leave and you see the, the, uh, the departures before that. Uh, someone that has some lift and someone that's probably true. So it's going to be interesting um, how Halo uh, takes shape after the departure of Barney. Bonnie. So, yeah. 
All right. Yeah, no, uh, that's some uh, pretty good insight there, Jeremy, because uh, funny enough, I was going to bring that up because, again, some people uh, from the panel met her. Uh, again, you, I'm not sure if Tim has, but I know you had in the past and you would, you would always, uh, gave Bonnie, Bonnie Ross, uh, a raving, raving reviews. Just be, uh, she sounded like a really nice person to me. So, yeah, I'll send you guys a couple of pictures I have with me and, and her together, but I mean, she's, she's a great person. And, um, you know, I, I don't know her personally, personally, but from mm -hmm. what, I did get a chance to meet her and talk to her on several occasions. I mean, she's awesome. Hmm. No, that's very interesting, uh, you know, with some uh, firsthand knowledge of her anyways. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I would love to uh, have a chat, a sit-down chat with her as well. Uh, curious about other me panel members' thoughts, though. Uh, General MLD, I'll hit you up first. Uh, you know, I mean, I know you're a big Halo guy, and uh, we've gone back and forth about, uh, you know, the state of Halo on the show. What, what do you think about this move? Do you, uh, you know, agree with uh, what Downer's saying? Uh, you know, please add on to this. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, so I, I just, I have to preface by saying Halo is my favorite IP. I love the lore, and I've been very patient with Halo Infinite. I've always given them, given them the benefit of the doubt since Bonnie and 343 took over. So I'm just going to say that before getting into what I'm going to say now. So um, obviously this has nothing to do with who she is as a person. Everyone says she's very nice. Um, I wish her all the best with her family, with, with the family emergency. This is not about that. Uh, so it, it feels like she was going to leave sooner or later anyway. So best of luck with that. All that said though, I think we can all agree to... Yeah, we can all agree that 343 needs a uh, a bit of a change. And I think... Uh, wait, sorry? Agreed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this was uh, the delayed roadmap. I think that was the last straw because, I mean, they, they wanted this game to be to be like, like their version of Destiny. And I think it could have got that, but they just are too slow. 343, I... I, I the one criticism I do say of 343 for the longest time, they cannot meet a deadline to save their lives. And, and like, General, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but again, you have double the employees of what Santa Monica has, almost double the employees, yet you can't, you still can't meet those, you know, those deadlines. I mean, it's just crazy to me. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, so I mean, MCC, it, it took, it launched a bit buggy. It had to take years for it to get better. Halo 5 launched incomplete, but Halo 5 content roadmap, that game filled up quickly. What Like within a year, that game was practically like as complete as people could have expected. So Halo 5 rebounded pretty quickly. So like what's happening here? I think the reason why is because the Slipspace Engine guy, he also got, he also left the company. I personally have a hunch that is the reason why. Uh, we thought that this was like a fresh start Slip Space Engine, brand new engine, optimized for Halo, this and that. It got us all pretty hyped and hopeful for the future. But I think it is a nightmare to code for, as we are obviously seeing. Like, again, this is this is like, this is so slow compared to Halo 5's uh, post-launch roadmap. I think the engine is by far the biggest problem, and they're trying to, like, get this thing to be optimized. At the same time, they're trying to, like, like catch up on things that they're already behind on it just seems like a mess and i guess bonnie ross i mean i guess she's at the top of all this 
I guess I guess she wasn't. Uh, I don't. Know. I, I, who knows? I, I'm not on the inside, but uh, it clearly got to a certain point where hey, enough's enough. Like we got we got to change things around. So yeah, this. I mean, you you'd agree that Sloop Space it's new tech, obviously. So obviously they're gonna have problems with it. But I don't know. At what point does it become almost burdensome to the team? You know, it's just. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a matter of like, what are they gonna do now? Like, are they gonna cut their losses or are they gonna just keep going? I mean, I I'm still hopeful. That, I mean, this could be like Rainbow Six Siege. That game launched like it, it, people didn't really like it at first, but it got better. It got popular again. I, I'm feeling like Halo Infinite could still get that. And if Forge looks pretty promising. We'll see about that. But they gotta launch custom games browser with that too, you know, to make it all really complete. Um, it just, I hope that by the time it does all come together, it won't be already too late because I, I mean, a lot of players already did move on, but I hope something can be salvaged. And I guess the point of what I'm trying to say is that this is at least the first step because Bonnie Ross's role was replaced by three people. And to me, that's a good thing because you have three different perspectives. They yeah, like three different people that are on, that will be on on the workers, making sure that they're, they're they're getting deadlines done. And yeah, I mean, if one person couldn't do all the responsibility uh, properly, then maybe three can. Three can uh, three can uh, ease the load for each other, and hopefully that'll make it all better. So I hope they figure it out. And but I mean, if the engine is a, is a, is a wash, just I say just ditch it. Like just try. Xbox owns so many in-house development engines now with Bethesda and soon Activision Blizzard. Just pick an engine there. Whatever's easy, just make, just speed things up. I, I know they can speed it up, but the engine has to be, you know, has to facilitate that. So I hope they figure their stuff out soon. Mm -hmm. No, that's an interesting uh, perspective there, uh, MLD. Uh, yeah, no, um... I mean, I, I, I do agree with uh, a lot of the points that you made, uh, and... Uh, yeah, I mean the thing the thing is, I mean it's basically the same engine, it just tweaked. They just gave it like a new name pretty much from my understanding anyways. Um but I don't know, obviously those tweaks uh, again apparently the, there has been a lot of issues behind the scenes with slip space for whatever reason. Um adjusting to the open world and so on. Uh oh, I see somebody sneaked into the chat here. Uh, Tim Dog buddy, what's up brother? Listen, you're gonna have to deal with shitty audio because I'm driving uh, from my friend's party home. But I had to come on this Jeremy Downer. Uh, I'm happy to be here and uh, love that he's here. What's up, Bubba? I know you have shitty audio, but it's good to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, well, I had to come to see you, so glad you made it. I'll How about your you Mets, know. baby? How about those Mets? You think they have Doing a shot? Good. Yes, sir. We'll All talk right. about that another time, though. <laughs> let's, get, let's talk Xbox, and uh, don't don't be such a stranger. All right, baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, no, for sure, Timmy, for sure. Uh, let's see. I'll get somebody else here. Uh, Centurion Pal, I mean, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Do you agree with uh, what uh, Downer and MLD have been saying? Or, do, do, you know, do you have another, another perspective on this? Because, I mean, this is a big, big uh, move. Uh, not just for 343, but for Xbox Game Studios. I have a perspective. Um, I do agree with Downer. I agree with uh, MLD. 
this is something that was probably already in the works. We've heard rumors that there was going to be a management restructure anyways. Um, maybe the family medical crisis over with Bonnie Ross uh, facilitated in, you know, making that happen a lot quicker than she thought it would. She yeah. did say she did have a plan to stay longer than she is now. But <clears throat> from the least the statement she made, she made it sound like she knew she was leaving soon. She just didn't think it was going to be this soon. And a family sickness facilitated that. But I mean, like, it's kind of interesting. Like when you listen to like what Hogue Law talked about, he said when you saw the problems over at BioWare during the Anthem kerfluffle, um, we saw them scrambling and flying people in from different departments of EA to handle the fact that there was nobody lined up for these roles. Microsoft had people lined up. They knew who they wanted to take these roles. And this is where, at least with my statement with Bonnie Ross comes in. I know everybody keeps bringing up Bungie back in the day with Halo. I'm not trying to be a blunt asshole, but I'm going to be. Bungie abandoned Halo for 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 past, greener pastures. They wanted to go chase games as a service with Destiny and that Activision money because that's who they signed up with to create Destiny. They completely abandoned the Halo fan base. For some reason, the Halo fan base... It glorifies, idolizes Bungie, the group of individuals that completely abandoned the franchise, sold the carcass to Microsoft, and rode off into the sunset to go chase that Destiny train. Bonnie Ross was one of the individuals who sat down with an executive team over at Microsoft that th thought Halo was on the decline. They didn't want to invest very much into Halo. Bonnie Ross convinced them otherwise. Bonnie Ross was able to keep the Halo franchise still in the limelight of mm. uh, for basically to keep Microsoft to keep pumping money into Halo. Now, don't get me wrong. This is probably a good thing for 343. Maybe she wasn't exactly the most perfect fit for the role, but at least she wanted to take that on. She even want, made comments saying she wanted to be like George Lucas was with Star Wars before it got sold off, sold off. She wanted it to be her baby. So, you know, the fact that she wanted that, yes, you know, you get all the glory that comes with making it successful, and you also get all the pitfalls of it falling flat on its face. Um, and that's part of being in a leadership position is, you know, when things are great, you look great. When things are bad, you really look bad. Um, it's just for me though, it's the fact that it's almost like now that Bonnie Ross is gone, we have all the people, the midgets of like the <laughs> wizard of Oz dancing around the damn town, screaming, the wicked or witch is dead. The wicked witch is dead. <laughs> like, I mean, like Bonnie Ross did her best to the best of her abilities. Maybe she took on way too much. I mean, like literally let's look at it. Her, her position is being divided amongst three people. So maybe she allowed herself to be stretched too thin or maybe it like, I like how everybody wants to also put the blame on Bonnie Ross for, you know, she's the leader. Well, technically uh, Bonnie Ross also has the people she has to answer to. What about their, what about the responsibility they shared in not basic, maybe like, I'm not trying to say nothing about Matt Booty, but maybe Matt Booty put way too many responsibilities on Bonnie Ross. But you, you know what? Centurion, you and I both know when you're a leader with that kind of stature and pull, you have to take the brunt of everything. That's the, oh, yeah. that's the way it works. You know, it's just 
It's just, that's where it's just like, but that's where I look at it from a grander scheme of things because 343, it's not like Bonnie Ross owned 343. No. Bonnie Ross had the people she had to answer to. How do we know that Bonnie Ross wasn't being micromanaged into the ground by people that, like, you know, behind the scenes by other yeah. Microsoft executives? I mean, we don't it, really know. If you look at the project, well, she, I mean, she was basically dabbling in everything. You know, she was dabbling with the TV series. I mean, you can go on and on. So maybe she was stretching her hand too thin and she right. couldn't, you know, now, I mean, as far go ahead. We, I was going to say, we don't have the ability mm -hmm. to ask Bonnie Rost was like, hey, was this your idea to take on all these projects and you decided to like drown yourself? Or by some chance, was this suggestions from upper from your upper management? Hey, you should do this. Oh, at the same time, do that. You know, I'm not trying to be that guy, but, you know, I, I do know what it's like to work in a corporate world. And mm -hmm. sometimes certain corporate businesses like to shovel more work on you than one person is able to manage. And that's where you got to prioritize, you know, this is more important than that. But, you know, this is where I just don't think that Bonnie Ross needs to be considered like the wicked witch that destroyed Halo. Um there is a lot of litigating factors that are working against Halo. I like how General MLD touched on the Slipspace engine. We're also talking about trying to take a very linear game that had a very linear um, single-player experience that didn't have the type of multiplayer experience that they're aiming for now, and it's now also open world. We've seen Halo take a giant leap in the direction of the game design, and this is where I've said that... Re they developers should be allowed to have a failure at like hey we tried we failed but we should move on um, i would i would disagree with you on game design i mean you could say the gameplay is tight it's tight as butter it's probably the best gameplay you can ask in a first person shooter however as far as game design goes you could say it's it's worse i mean just by the simple fact that it didn't have uh, a variation in biome it didn't have I, you know, some of the uh, actual levels that you go into felt disjointed from the actual world. You know, those oh, kinds no, of that... things, you know, those kinds of things matter in video games, especially Halo series. No, I said they were trying to make a leap in design by going yeah. open world, by going games as a service. Yeah. Your points are completely valid. The lack of biomes. I mean, if we look at what a Halo ring can really do, it's meant to simulate actually multiple different biomes. Um, I, you know, like you don't really see too much of the forerunners and stuff like that in Halo. So um, let, let me ask you a question though, since you're on, you look again, you look at the upper echelon of, I mean, just the top of what video games, you know, the Zeldas, the Marios, uh, the, and I use God of War again. I mean, the last of us, I could go, go on and on about these upper echelon games. Has Halo really evolved? Uh, into something that those games have evolved into. Can you say that? Oh God, no. They, but right. I, that's where I say, but the developers should be allowed to try. I mean, yeah. I, and that's where I'm saying, you, you, what do you want them to do? Like, I'm not trying to also be an ass, but should we go with the Sony perspective, where we have an established list of game design features that we all want over the shoulder, third person cinematic experience. We want to be able to push around boxes, have a throwable weapon. You know, I mean, like it almost seems like, you know, Sony breaks out this, this like secret formula that they give to all their game developers on like, this is what we know works. 
or do we want to allow developers some creative freedom? Do we want to allow them to try to think out of the box and try new ideas? But we also need to expect the fact that when you try new things, you're not going to just like blow the doors off and be like, oh, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. There's going to be some things that come out that people are not happy with. And this is where I, I say people should be allowed to fail without basically being like, destroyed publicly because oh we didn't like this or we didn't like that you suck you suck you suck can we give them you know at least the gratification of they tried to do something now i feel like one of the best arguments was made by general mld was the fact that they can't hit a deadline for the life of them like we had master chief collection come out completely completely in a broken state um deadline issues are a much bigger thing now but but this you know, is where what you know we we spoke i mean at length last year when the, the last time i was on this podcast 343 had upwards of 1500 employees trying to get this shit done and still well, they were was, unable to go ahead well, that was, that's part of the problem so, 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 my point on this is that that's what i heard the part of the problem was when i thought that was a good thing and i used to laud that i used to say listen they got so many people working out that actually turned out to be a detriment from what I've heard. Agreed. Once the, game was, once the game was released, all the contracts expired. So now you have a, a tenth of whatever, a portion of the people working on the game, and they don't have the same support. And that's where they got screwed. Like, there was something that they said that there was a mechanic that they couldn't fix because they, they had to outsource that particular animation or whatever it was to a different studio and that studio was like nowhere to be found. So they ran into all these issues post launch because they basically didn't have the same team and it wasn't the amount of people that they had before. And from what I what I've heard is they had like a, a meeting in just January after when the first start of criticism came on and you know basically they, they had it out they basically probably went over roadmaps and said, we're going to do this, we're going to try to hit that. And when the news came out that season three was delayed and all that stuff came out, I think that was like the last straw where um, I do think this is a, a matter of, um, you know, I do think this is a matter of them uh, moving on to I think if she had a druthers Bonnie, that is, uh, she would have probably wanted to work to uh, the winter and finish whatever she was finishing up. But uh, I think that they had uh, they've decided to move on, and for whatever reason, I think this anything in the business world, running like this, uh, you know, uh, sometimes you have to have a change, especially when yeah. it came under such criticism. But to Centurion's point, and I thought that was a very nice point, a very true point, if it wasn't for Bonnie, we might not have Halo. So she yeah. isn't this person that we really should, uh, you know, dogpile on because she was there for when the it was left. And she yeah. Was, you know, but, you know, she definitely, there were, there were people in the organization, I'm sure, that said, how does she still have a job? She keeps screwing up. Uh, you know, Halo in 2018, 2017, 18 was like all up in the air. They didn't know where to go. 
They finally went with it. Then they had the debacle what they showed it at the game show, and it looked like, well, according to a lot of people, it looked like shit. And then they had to have the whole redo with you know Pierre and and um, the yeah. other gentleman uh, who took over um, to fix the game <clears throat> and um, Staten or Joe Stott Satan. and it, it got where it got, and it actually was a good campaign in my opinion. But the live service handling has been. Uh, absolutely atrocious, and you know it is what it is. Uh, I think that it's. Uh, I think what I heard, uh, and I think I spoke about it on this show and RDX. The guy Pierre, he uh, Pierre was a big reason why uh, MCC got back on on track. It was a big help in the revival yeah. of the graphics. Jimmy on the on the surface uh, for the better. Yeah, on the surface it looks like, and this is just, maybe I'm reading into it too much. On the surface it just looks like maybe there's a leadership issue. This is why they're going through with three leadership teams. Uh, who knows? I'm just maybe I'm looking into it too much, but I mean. Well, Pierre is the head of the studio. I think the other person, the other two people, were delegating things, and she was delegating. You said that she might have been worn too thin, and you're right. You know, you think about it. You know, they supposedly have the, the she was pu- pushing the movie and they were uh, their entertainment division making Halo series and they cut that. So uh, it's been a whirlwind, but I think, um, to be honest, uh, as much as Halo has lost money or disappointed, if they really get these updates down, like the Forge, the Mega Lux, and some of the other stuff that they're promising, I do think Halo should make a comeback, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, I, 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 for one, am not giving up on it, uh, but I do think the image was needing. Uh, they got to move on. Mm-hmm. No, I agree, Timmy. Agreed. And what you're saying, too, I mean, I've seen some cooperation on that with uh, Brad Sams, for example. He had chimed in saying Bonnie left due to uh, management reshuffle. And, uh, yeah, that season three was pretty much the uh, final straw, kind of nail in the coffin for uh, restructuring. So, you know, I mean... I... Yeah, I would say I would corroborate that report by Brad saying that I do know that they had, like, a true up in January that, uh, you know, Bonnie was, they had a, you know, uh, I guess a clearing of the air and probably what was said there was like, give us this amount of time. And, um, as we know, it was probably unsatisfactory. I think part of, like I said, part of the problem was they just didn't have the manpower or the crafted manpower that they need, the skilled manpower that they need in the area that, the game is made in, whether it's open world or whether it's multiplayer. Uh, they, they just didn't have the bodies, or they couldn't, they were just always behind. And uh, yeah. it showed because they originally said that they were going to be like every three months, we'd be in season three by freaking what now? So it's like they're way behind, you know, and they, they yeah. delayed season two, and then they only had two maps. Uh, it was unacceptable, and uh. People say, oh, well, Bonnie was given a, you know, uh, you know, she was given preferential treatment or this and that, the stupid theories that you heard. It wasn't true. She she was held to a standard, and and like anything in business, if you don't meet those, you know, uh, you know, requirements, you, you know, it, it, I definitely think it came to that point where 
Uh, I believe Brad Sam's report is, which I've corroborated, from what I've gathered, what I've known, it's probably true. All right. All right. Yeah, that's that's good to know, Timmy. And uh, yeah, I mean, it does seem pretty likely. I mean, uh, I found it interesting, too, uh, when... Uh, I think that it yeah, yeah, no, and I find it interesting, too, that, like, you know, there's been more criticisms as, you know, uh, you know, when they talked about, when they put out the uh, Season 3 roadmap and there was uh, delays for things, things were cancelled, like, again, Split Screen, for example, uh, uh, then you yeah. had, then you had a Forge video, and then uh, they showed some really cool stuff off, even though there's been leaks for months now, so people pretty much already know what's going on. And I remember people being pissed off because it's like you could change like they had like a grunt there and you could like customize the armor for the grunt, make it whatever color you wanted. Uh, but you can't re exactly do that in infinite. And like people just like, oh, I don't know the whole uh, the way that they do things with like the cores and the customization. I don't think that's ever gonna um, make people happy with infinite, unfortunately. Um, a lot of sore spots right now with the uh, customization. Now, moving on here, uh, let's see who else do we got to get to. Eric Shockley, buddy, uh, I know you've been waiting. Uh, what's your thoughts? Do you agree with uh, what everybody on the panel's uh, saying? Uh, do you have like uh, your own thoughts, buddy? Please share with us. Yeah, I mean it was definitely a long time coming. I, you know, thought it probably would have happened sooner. That's with how prolonged like the issues have been uh with halo infinite uh vault or different like uh set milestones that they were trying to hit with halo launching with the series x with that not meeting it uh uh with their not being like co-op at the start or forge or meeting all the different roadmaps of hey it'll be out in 90 months for you know co-op and then uh six months for the forge um so now it's it's just gotten to this point where, yeah, I guess it might be, a, I guess, a coincidence that she had a family matter. So then she stepped down um, or who knows. But, yeah, they definitely need to um, get somebody in there that's maybe see if they can get, you know, someone that kind of led it before that is interested in coming back to Halo. Like kind of how they got um, with this. Uh, God, Now I'm blanking on his name for whatever reason um joseph uh joseph staten um mm, yeah. so get somebody that knows halo and knows the direction because that was the thing when he first got here is you know he looked at it like okay that um he didn't like the way the they they had this whole old uh this uh, world open map uh which was a cool concept but the way it meshed it was it seemed like from what we were hearing um i think on reddit and other places where when he came in, it was kind of disjointed, kind of like, you know, if you're playing, you know, treating Halo more like it's a big open world, like in the vein of like Assassin's Creed or like Skyrim or Fallout, where you're just, hey, who who cares about the story or campaign? I'll just go do all these thousands of, uh, you know, a bunch of other things. Um, but then that doesn't really feel like Halo or feel like a Halo campaign. So he kind of like cleaned that up to make it more at least somewhat streamlined. Um, and then the way co-op wasn't, that's that's their main issue is like they're trying to come back from uh, Halo 5, even though that, you know, got 
did critically well um like overall is a you know overall good game but just the story kind of fell apart um but trying to bounce back from that maybe they shouldn't have been and i've said this before like not as ambitious like hey let's make this giant open world you know halo game hey we're gonna make this forge i mean i i guess the forge editor is cool that the stuff that's gonna be able to do but i don't know maybe they should have gotten out like a set forge and then like developed you know a separate put more work into forge after they got like a basic you know mm-hmm. forge with it out and then like hey we've upgraded the forge this this year as like a big reveal at like a e3 or something like hey here's now what you can do uh with forge we've added this you know that way you could have shipped it with forge you could have shipped it with um the co-op because maybe you could have used some of those resources that you're using it now to like focus on those things but that, that was their main issue if they had joseph saying from the first get-go and he didn't have to come in there and fix a bunch of things that then he'd probably you know have the co-op ready to go but the way it's just to get it to work correctly and make it work like well of like hey you're not too far away or you're not spawning the right way where this just isn't fun maybe it works in a sense but it's not what traditionally like halo halo's like co-op would feel like or be super too easy because they'd be spawning way too soon or something like that um but i mean overall hopefully they pick somebody that can uh write the ship and give overall better direction and just manage it (laughs) better um so i know everybody's some people are you know really happy about it because they've been calling for bonnie ross to be replaced since the moment halo 5 dropped Um, probably jeremy yeah (laughs) but (laughs) i know it's 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 tough because at at that point they had so much going on because that was forever ago i got a lot of people in my dms were like Calling for her head, uh, especially after you know, after the latest, I was like, "Well, what can I say?" You know, I had been a defender of three four three, but uh, you know, they just had a, a, a really a, a bunch of stupid ones. Remember, they had the uh, the whole debacle with the, the June nineteenth uh, or the oh yeah oh yeah all that stupid shit was. Had that they were just, you know, to me, um, I gotta be honest. Uh, Jeremy also knows we've been to a lot of these live shows and T3s, and you know, there's a lot of head honchos in there. Um, I've always felt like the Halo devs, uh, just just they come off a little bit like arrogant, egotistical, um, you know, and like even like their community manager, like you, you ask them a question and. You, know, you don't get answers, or, you know. Like they talk about the ray tracing, they promised that at launch, and then they delayed it, and then like you can't get an answer on get it or not. Like you come with us with some, you know, a bit of uh, you know clarity of what you're doing to that, um, and uh, this might be a wake up call that they needed. Um, because uh, they definitely have had have said things and promised things and haven't delivered. The one thing with this, this the the split screen uh, comment that Bonnie had, I, you know, 
That's why you don't say things like that because you yeah. promise things, you know, you can never say. It's like, you know, part of the, the things like, you know, this total, you know what the future holds. Yeah, you know who's, Timmy, you know who a ma- who's a master at that? Who? Phil Spencer. He doesn't say too much. <laughs> You're laughing because you know. I mean, can yeah. I? Well, it's like the thing with the, it's the thing with the Call of Duty thing. Like people think Phil is like this, this, this puff, and he's not a businessman. Phil's a businessman at heart. And oh yeah. He's he's not stupid. You know, you're not gonna nope. go into something and say, hey, if we're gonna give you the lifetime of the contract. You're not gonna do that. You're gonna say, okay, we're gonna talk about it every three years. And one of the reasons why is because who the hell knows what happens in three years. There's so many unforeseen things, things with tech. Who the hell knows? Yeah. Things that need to be discussed. And overall, you're probably going to have to pay a little bit of a finder's fee. Oh, okay, you want the access? Oh, you're going to have to pay this amount of money. And, um, you know, that's just business. Tim, so, 101. Real quick, guys. He's only made one mistake in his life, and those that mistake was the, the uh, Street Fighter comment saying that you know, if if well, you don't have one, yeah, the team. yeah, <laughs> you never know. He gave me. I asked him for one thing. I was like, I just have one thing. If you could ever get baseball on the console, and he he got that. So you know, you never know. He could still get that. I mean, if he got Mortal Kombat versus Killer Instinct and it's, and it's exclusive, you would you would say you got your answer. You know, so yeah, you I never don't know. know. I- I'm not sure if you guys remember that Street Fighter comment. I mean, that's the... why you came onto the scene. You went oh, my God. I fucking flipped out. <laughs> yeah, that's how you came. See, he was never on Twitter, and then I got this guy, Jared, me every three hours. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, so, Twitter, you're like, what Street Fighter? You know, it's funny, you know, with that whole Street Fighter thing, even though they did help publish it and stuff, um, that whole exclusivity thing was crazy. Uh, yeah, you know, that was pretty crazy. Some of the stuff that we talked about today with Call of Duty. So, yeah, no, I mean, uh, he still has some time on that. Mm-hmm. So, if I could just add, <clears throat> I think it's you. I think it's interesting that you brought up the whole comments that Bonnie Ross made out uh, about split screen co op and not knowing what the future holds and this has nothing to do with the criticism the the criticisms that she has received as a result of making those comments it's about me making this comment towards people need to not grade on a curve they need to hold that same energy what about what neil Druckmann did over on over at naughty dog with uh the multiplayer for last of us 2 and the complete shit show that that game launched in Can we know there's it? a double standard. Yeah, well, they, they okay. give it. Like, I mean, like, where, where's all the fire I, Neil Druckmann freaking hashtags? Because Neil yeah. Druckmann lied about a multiplayer. Uh, I mean, pay, it's because not enough people care about factions. So. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? Yeah. It, it's, it's factions. This is Halo. Yeah. Some right. But we're but just, I'm just, just wanting to point out the double standard. for a story and nothing else. It would be a double standard if, like, the same level of energy was there for them. Halo has a different energy than The Last of Us multiplayer. I don't get oh, two right. shits about The Last of Us multiplayer. See, I'm not talking about like the popular. I'm talking about why is mm-hmm. Subject A able allowed to lie and basically not come through? They and did say it was going to be there. B 
is going to be graded on a curve and is basically going to basically um, be smack, have a smash campaign basically against them. And now they, they need to be fired from their job. It has nothing to do with the popular remove popularity out of the equation. We're talking about two games here where one, both of them made promises and this guy's considered one of the best single player directors out there and she sucks. So, so how about this? The last of us game was so great. The single player campaign, it just, everything got lost in the shuffle. So everybody forgot what he said. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Well, I also look deeper at the fact that, Looks like The Last of Us 2 launched under a complete controversy. Like, one, some t- to this day, it is probably more than likely a developer that worked at Naughty Dog leaked the entire game on the internet to force their hand to launch the game because they were going to bankrupt their employees for the holidays because of the pandemic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and here's the other thing about that. We don't totally know... There's still a multiplayer project. If it comes out free to play, then no real promise was. No, not it's not. I mean, the promise wasn't. Yeah, kept oh, was no, 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 no. I, I genuinely can't believe it's going to be a free to play title. I think yeah. it's going to be a free to play. I mean, I do. I, it would be there. They did promise it in 2018, but things things do evolve. And it's not like That's they've abandoned the project completely. I mean, I do and agree. Sure. But Halo, Halo, at least, the, the developers at 343 are talking about it. They're trying to... It's not some secret that they're trying to fix the problem. We can't definitely say that this multiplayer project is being worked on or not. Yeah, we it can. They said it at the... Get, at the... But- this year after years forward. after the game launched this year no, they finally talked about it years after the game launched no no they did they did uh they, they, they mentioned it every year since it's launched they to be fair i think more people care about factions than actual split screen halo I would have to say, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I yeah, disagree that's with that just thing. because my yeah, friend group does care. Like, I, I, like, I know a sizable amount of people care. I mean, I, I, I see both sides. I see both sides. Personally, I do agree with what Centurion saying that they are held to a, you know, a certain standard, which you know, a lot of other studios do abuse their fan bases like that, again, with the factions part. But at the same time, I mean, I do agree with what you're saying too, uh, Crusader, because, you know... I've told people, oh yeah, you know, Splitterine's coming, Splitterine's coming. They promised it they uh, for Halo Infinite. And it's like, damn, you know, I, I kind of feel like I've let down people too by spreading that. So. You know what? You're right. You, you, they'll say you're, you know, you lied or whatever. But no, I mean, when she did that, uh, it definitely was uh, something that I do think you could criticize. But like, just even with the ray tracing stuff, and I hear what you're saying, Centurion, but. Um, no, I'm saying realize, I'm not trying to defend them. I'm just trying to say no, that there's it's definitely there's definitely you know they haven't had as much problems. The problem is is that Halo, you know, or you know, three four three is the fucking Halo MCC was a disaster when it launched. Um, <laughs> they just could never really get they could just never get that footy. You know, just have something go smoothly. Um, this was also you know, something they promised in conjunction to feedback about like we're sorry about something right yeah. like mm-hmm. the, the actual the actual promise is almost like considerably different right and like, i do think yeah i agree but i do think it's because of technical difficulties or yeah. technical things and then just because of the whole 
the whole thing that we talked about because they changed the gameplay so much and made it open world. It's probably probably hard but, enough to get co-op. But then the but leaks, probably... the leaks Which make them look bad can... too. And yeah. you can play it right now. Like Digital Foundry tested it and it runs really well. It's just not really stable. It's just they didn't when they said that they weren't doing it, they said they weren't doing it because they're moving resources elsewhere. It's not that they said that they can't do it, it's that they said that they don't have enough resources to do it. Right? That was the reason that they gave in the blog post was we're devoting our resources elsewhere. But gentlemen, let's be if you really if you realize it, they probably just said, Who the hell's playing Cavs co op? <laughs> like and that's and that's where and that's where I have to say it and I'm not trying to be mean to anybody that wanted split screen but there's times you have to realize that you are the small minority and when yeah. you have to and when you are a business and you have to make a business decision the small minority gets clipped I've had to yeah. be put in these decisions before. Did I enjoy it? No. I have literally had to look customers in the face with them pissed off, and they had to be like, "Sorry, man, we just had to move on. We couldn't. We weren't able to perform the way you wanted to because you are like the one out of every hundred people that wants to do this. And like, I'm sorry, but the resources just aren't there." Mm -hmm. But Centura, let's be fair for a second. We all make promises we can't keep. I mean, just take Tim, for example, and his, you know, the Crackdown 3 cloud compute promise that he never delivered on. You remember that, Tim? <laughs> well, that's the first thing. I think, I think everybody's so, everybody goes straight for Crackdown 3 when we're talking about technically that was Microsoft, we Microsoft, Microsoft had a legit court case that they could have took someone to court for and sued the absolute piss out of them but Microsoft yeah. decided to move on and tried to have a game company try to at least save what was save what was there. I mean that to basically that would be like Microsoft buying out Bethesda and saying f you on your sync on your on Deathloop, f you on Ghostwire Tokyo. We're tearing up those contracts. You can kiss our ass, and we're gonna put our exclusiveness oh. over here. Oh, and that's pretty much that's pretty much what what happened with crackdown three is microsoft hired a developer that developer got bought out i think was by amazon or epic it was epic 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 games and basically and basically they decided to say f you on the contract and they basically rode off into the sunset with that developer and microsoft was just left with basically pieces of a game that didn't even have the tech working right and I mean, like they were within their rights to basically take that company to court, and because a contract is a contract. Um, and uh, that it depends. It depends on if they had a exit strategy in the clause or not, whether they could be paid out or not, and they likely did. I don't know. Like I said, it well, just it like it just didn't, it just didn't pay them to go. I mean, at that point, you know, it was an unforeseen. This is unforeseen yeah, that... things that happened. That's what I'm just saying, Mike. You got to also, when you're in like dealing with business, you got to remember it costs a lot of money to take somebody to court. And you also got to look at the other half of the equation is, is that hey, company going to be able to pay out? So it's exactly. more like, you know, you got to cut your losses. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. listen, the crackdown three, thanks for Jeremy for bringing that up. Uh, that was another shit show. But uh, <laughs> no, the, the thing is, is that like the whole thing with this is, um, you know, just in regards to everything, um, they definitely got to do better. And uh, I think we've covered oh, yeah. this. So That's why non-dev shouldn't promise mm -hmm. something unless it's like they know definitively, yeah. hey, right. you're going to hit this. Like, don't 
And that was what, 2018? Like, did they even... They didn't even promise it for Halo they... Infinite. They promised it for every title in the future. Yeah. That was an FPS. Like, so in perpetuity. Really in perpetuity. Yeah. Never, never talking absolutes. Over the top. Now, they said it was a painful mistake that they learned. Now, Crusader... Yeah. Crusader, I mean, I would love to get, uh, like, I would love for you to round out this topic uh, with your yeah. two cents. Like, please, by all means, go ahead. Yeah, yeah the only thing I want to add, right, to, to all this, I actually want to add something Centurion said. And Centurion said, we don't know how much, like, Matt Booty might have micromanaging, might have been micromanaging, right? And I think he was on to something there, except he's in the wrong direction. And we've seen this with a bunch of their other studios. I don't think Matt Booty was managing them enough. Okay. We've seen this with our other studios. We've, we've seen many reports about it with their other studios. Specifically, the State of Decay devs. What the fuck are they called? Uh, uh, undead. Uh, undead. Yeah, we've seen it with Undead, where they had issues, where there was rampant problems within uh, Undead Labs, uh, because they like Microsoft's HR was not integrated into theirs, and their HR was basically their original little dinky HR. And they couldn't handle the growth of the company, and it turned into a toxic workplace culture. And I, I think one of the problems at 343 was upper management, you know, booty, fill upwards, were not managing 343 enough. I think they need to get into a... You know a what? Good, what? I think there's what? something there to that. However, they do... Microsoft Xbox does want to, you know, stay clear of that crunch culture... Sure. Uh, high stress environment. I think that's why creating a more inviting environment, and which is now, I mean, you see it. Games are taking longer to make. You see it. I mean, it's 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 bad for us. It's good for them. And uh -huh. you see these games taking a lot longer to produce. Uh, I mean, we still haven't seen gameplay for a lot of these games that are coming out. And I think that's part of the reason because that crunch culture is gone. And you know they're they're having this more inviting uh you know just work environment in general there's there's a difference between forcing people to crunch and actually managing it's a big difference that's between true. that and true. one of the big things is actually making sure that they're making forward progress in the first place because one of the big reports about halo infinite in general was that they were basically separated into fiefdoms and there was like four or five different games being developed right that never should have happened it, it like I agree. Management should have been managing them as one studio, not five different ones, right? Unless, uh, unless they've been specifically set into specific thieves. Like, Bungie themselves now with Destiny has specific different teams. Like, the, there's the raid team, and all they do is develop raids and dungeons and end game content, right? And then there's, like, the, the rewards team and the crucible team and stuff like that. But and this isn't what we hear from with the Halo Infinite team. We hear that there was like potentially four or five different versions of the game being worked on by different sectors of 343 and that one of them ended up winning out and the rest of them got canned that never should have happened and i don't know if it was the managed the, the the fact that the like bonnie at all you know the upper management of 343 couldn't handle it or matt booty refused to step in because he said because they've been trying to be hands off with their studios right and but you know that, that, that that's that's my point, or I, I want to interject with. Yeah. They were always, if you all remember the biggest thing about Microsoft or their criticism was, they were always, you know... Lackadaisical? No, that the prior that they would they would meddle in and they would ruin yes. the games. 
So right. this was their take, but it backfired because they thought, oh, okay, well, we'll just let these studios cultivate themselves and run themselves and it'll all be good. But when you do that, you know, there's always a potential that people don't yeah. work or people do off or whatever the case may be. And, and you know, the state of decay situation, the Undead Labs, they mentioned that, that they were like nowhere to be found. Yeah. And then, you know, so I do think that, yeah, this is a black guy on Xbox Game Studios. Booty and, probably should should swallow some, some, uh, some, some, uh, you know, whatever direction. And, and what I'm what I meant by cr- uh, Crunch Crusader is there's I know what you mean. You, yeah, I know that. what you mean too. I know yeah. what you mean by Crunch too. But th- there's a, there's a difference between, you know, but hitting the it, you know like forcing them to work. 300 hours a week. Yeah, but what I was talking about the managerial aspect of it, saying that hey, you're you're blowing, you're burning through money like it's no tomorrow. You have 1500, you know, 1500 people that you're in charge of. Let's get this let's get this done. Yeah. Yeah. What what what, what uh, Crusader saying is like they're all over the place. And right. Yeah. They, like they, 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 right. Yeah, they, they were mis- they were like yeah, they couldn't manage themselves. Right. Right. It, yeah, it's they'd not be that... better off if they were right. in a crunch culture situation because when you're in crunch, you know what the hell's going on and you, you're yeah. dedicated to get I... something done. Exactly. But exactly. when you don't have that and you're all over the place, you're in a, in a worse For... place. I like how we always bring up crunch. For me, it's taking responsibility that you missed a damn deadline. Yeah. I don't know about where you guys work, but if I miss a deadline... I get my ass chewed out. Oh yeah, and, and, and I'm saying there's repercussions yep. for missing and, a deadline, and sometimes it's like, hey, you might want to get your right. ass in there and finish yeah. that job because yeah. you missed the deadline. And, and creates, I know crunch sucks, but it creates that sense of urgency. When you don't have that sense sense of urgency, and what, like what Crusader was saying, if you're not managing that sense of urgency, people are allowed to do whatever the hell they want. And well, get it done, you know. See, I'm not even I'm not even pushing for a sense of urgency, right? I'm not even saying I'm saying that someone should have been above three four three, not booty at all. Someone should have been looking at them and being like, Hey, why are there five different halos being worked on? You're supposed to be working on Halo Infinite, not these five iterations of it. Get your shit together, right? Not 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 so much that they need to be working harder, they need to be working together better. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. In other words, more teamwork, more hyper focused on the on the task at hand. They they need to be managed better. Not not that they, right. well, they not they, that they aren't productive, but their productive their productivity needs to be towards the same project, right? Yeah. yeah. And and that's my big thing. And I I think Bonnie saved Halo, but she didn't know what to do with it once she had it, right? It's like yeah. the plankton meme. I didn't know. I didn't think I'd get this far, right? <laughs> and so she saved Halo, but she probably shouldn't have been managing Halo. Does that make Does that make sense with anyone? Like yeah. she should she she shouldn't have had as much weight on her shoulders as she had. And I don't think that she realized that really until now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's because now Xbox is trying to actually go for the big leagues. No offense. But like three four three is most of their existence. Xbox was kind of like 
what are we? You know, we were under Windows until 2017 and stuff like that. But now, yeah. now Xbox is is swinging for the fences, and there's a lot more stress on her shoulders to release content, right? Yep. I agree. And I, I I think it I think it broke the camel's back, and I do think that the guy they put in, the the one who basically saved MCC, it's probably the right call to put in here. Now the question is, can he lead a team to build projects from the ground up as opposed to fixing them? Right, he's proven he can fix them. MCC's freaking great now, but can he do it from the ground up? He can probably save Infinite, but can he can he build on whatever Infinite's going to be? Can he add to it as opposed to just fixing? Well, that's the experiment they're going for right now, and splitting Bonnie's mm -hmm. job up into the uh, three roles with the three uh, new people there. And good old Frankie's still missing. Oh yeah, Frankie. Like I never hear from him. What's going on? His his, like one of his jobs was actually the job title that one of those people got so really not sure what's going on with him i have a feeling we'll stealthily hear something yeah. soon but time will tell check, time will check, tell. check out the chat feed i got a picture of frankie and then bonnie up there Ooh. all right i'll have to take a look in a minute nice <laughs> um but yeah guys we could talk about this all night long but uh again you know bonnie ross departing 343 probably the right call at this point but you know i i, I wish no ill will on her i mean i'd love to meet her and chat with her about halo and whatnot but uh you know sometimes the difficult calls need to be made and uh we'll see where uh, halo infinite goes from here i'm just hoping for more stable content releases and so on um, and just the general state of the game with uh, more modes and just going forward. But, uh, yeah, guys, uh, we'll uh, move on to the next topic. But uh, all you guys in the chat, great to see you. And if you haven't done so already, please share this show out and hit the thumb button as, hey, you know what? It does help us out enormously. But, uh, yeah, fellas, moving along to some other news because, again, there was a lot of news that happened over the past week. Uh, both PlayStation and Nintendo had their direct-style live streams. We saw some new games and a fairly big announcement from Nintendo's that affects Xbox, well, in my opinion, very positively. Uh, Crusader, my devout game thread maker friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, what did you think of these live streams? Uh, did anything catch your eye? So... I'm going to give my personal ratings and then what I would call an objective, like, I don't like all these games, but as, like, you know, just an <laughs> overview, what 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 I th would think of each of them. And I'll do my overview first. I thought Nintendo had an a, a, a flat A showcase, and I thought PlayStation's uh, state of play, for being a state of play, not compared directly to each other, was probably a B plus, right? Like, objectively for, for all the gamers, right? Uh, for me personally, it was probably like a B plus and a B minus for each of them. Um, Tekken cool, but I don't like fighting games. God, I want sick. Let's go. It's gonna be fun. I can't wait. VR disappointing. I don't really care. Like I'm on the fence with VR as it is, and I, I, I this has been so much about the the VR stuff. Yakuza Ishin getting this the the common but like getting the um. Getting released in the West? Awesome. There's so many people like Yakuza. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy timed exclusive crap is crap. I, I I cannot stand timed exclusive content within a game. I don't care who's doing it. I don't care if it's a bonus from pre-ordering at GameStop. I don't care if it's Xbox. I don't care if it's PlayStation. It's crap, right? 
if I'm paying $60 for the game, I should get the same game as everyone else. Period. Uh, the Pacific Drive game was kind of cool. The loyalty program, I can't wait for PlayStation Stars. Nintendo Direct, you know, that, that Zelda game looks sick for the people who like Zelda. Uh, Pikmin 4, excited for Pikmin 4. Um, was disappointed that Jeff Grubb was wrong about the uh, the the re-releases of those Zelda games. Um, and a uh, lot of farming sims at Nintendo. lot of farming and slice-of-life games. Not surprising because Animal Crossing New Horizons sold like 40 million copies and has like a 40% sell-in rate to the Switch, right? So like makes sense that they're going to advertise as many of those as they can because, boy, howdy, does Nintendo have a market for that kind of stuff. But oh, yeah. It's the equivalent of, like, at an Xbox or PlayStation showcase, getting a ton of shooters. Just, how, you know, or, or third-person action-adventure games or what have you, you know? Kind of like... Yeah. Uh, what did you give Nintendo again? I gave them an A. Are you, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I got Every one of my friends who's a Nintendo fan was super happy with that. Well, shit. that's the problem. You're a home, you're a Nintendo homer. I can't say the same thing about Xbox. I'm not a Nintendo homer. My friends are. That's why uh, I gave it personally a B plus because there was enough there that I was excited for that. Like, yeah, okay, I'll get a couple games this year, right? Um, it, it was so, okay. Listen, listen. It is hard for me to give any showcase less than a B minus. Why? Because. If there's at least one game there, it was worth watching. As long as it's not four hours long, Jeff Keighley. Um, <laughs> yeah. Jeff but, like, for, for when, I, when I'm talking, I'm giving it an A. I'm talking about for the Nintendo audience, the audience of the goddamn device, right? They got what they want. They, objectively, they did. What, what they buy, they got what they want. So I, when I say objectively in a it, 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 uh, it the only thing it didn't have for the Nintendo audience was Pokemon, but Pokemon's never part of the Nintendo Directs. Pokemon is always its own event. So, Crusader, the yeah. Nintendo fans got what they want, right? Yes. Well, where was Metroid? That's a good mm. question. Metroid, so Metroid, doesn't, <laughs> Metroid doesn't exist, right? Metroid is the new Elden Ring, right? Where Elden Ring didn't exist. Metroid's the new Elden Ring. Now, granted, Metroid fans did get Metroid Dread last year, right? I'm playing through it right now. Great game. Um, so, you know, Jack Grubb has bet on his hair, by the way, that there is Metroid Prime news by the end of the year. He has bet his hair that he will shave his head and donate his hair to, oh, like, least, a, a at least children's the trilogy. At least the trilogy. Yeah, he said, he said the trilogy, he's, well, which, that hasn't even been announced at all, so that's even a, that's a bigger, in, in my book, that's a bigger thing to bet your hair on, right? <laughs> but he has bet his gigantic set of hair. Like that, everyone knows him for. Bet it on Metroid Prime Remastered News. Game Awards. So, uh, I don't know. Nintendo doesn't usually do Keely things. I think it'll just be another direct, mini director direct. Mm -hmm. um, it's like when people start saying that like Nintendo shit's gonna show up at uh, the Game Awards or PlayStation stuff, I'm like, it either has to be like an announced game that they've already shown a bunch of times and they just won it at the biggest event of the year. Like, they don't do they do not do reveals. Like, neither of them really do reveals at those shows. It was really shocking that The Last of Us Part 1 was at Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest, to, to be honest with you. So, uh, I, don't, I don't see the... 
I don't, I don't, I don't see. I also don't see it being a big enough drunk to. People would be like, "What is this? What is this shit?" I'd be happy. I love remasters. I love remakes, except for the last was part one. Didn't need remade. Um, <laughs> but you know, so and and a lot of these shows, there was a lot of like remasters or western ports or stuff yeah. that that were shown off at, at these events, and I love that. I'm really all about trying to get good games on as many modern platforms that have digital stores as we can, because it kind of keeps the game just accessible to, well, like, I, you know, I'm a young boy, I'm 26 years old, I'm probably, I might be the youngest person on this panel. And I love it when I can actually play a game that people have told me about that's like 10, 15 years old, and I can actually get it on a modern piece of hardware, and I don't have to go through all kinds of hoops and emulators and downloading it from sketchy sites. So... All for all for that stuff. So I, I I thought the showcases were both pretty good. All right. Now, one of the bigger announcements. I mean, it certainly caught everybody's eye and uh, was surprising. Was uh, Goldeneye being announced yes. for Xbox? Yes. How could I forget Goldeneye? Um, the multiplayer is freaking hilarious. That that is Ugh. that is screwed up as it is. Right. <laughs> I, I am I am mad at at Microsoft for not implementing online multiplayer for it. Hilarious that Nintendo's doing it through their hacky emulator system on the Switch that like it's everyone shit. plays it with Yeah, I know it's shit. So it's like it's hilarious that 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 they are gonna have it. But it's gonna be bad. Um, you literally have to find people yeah, that, like, hey, <laughs> I can't even. It's terrible because I yeah. subscribed to. It. I was like, cool. I'm gonna beat so many people. Freaking Mario Tennis. I've dreamed for this all these time, all these years. Yeah. But no, I have to specifically have friends that have subscribed to this expansion yeah. pass and want to play yeah. Mario Tennis with me online. That's a so, very my very small group of people that exists. Yeah, <laughs> maybe do a looking for group like Destiny. I don't know. Yeah. So the GoldenEye stuff's cool, though, right? Like, it's very cool that GoldenEye... It, it, it's a perfect example of this, right? That it's a remaster. It's being preserved for a new generation. A lot of people are going to realize it does not hold up well. Um, but I am happy that it exists. I'm very happy that anyone who owns Rare Replay digitally is just going to get it, right? Everyone's going to get it for free who owns the replay, which makes sense because it should have been in that Rare Replay, but, like literal licensing held between them nintendo mgm slash amazon now right i hope they have the dev diaries like they do for all the other games in there yeah oh, so yeah. very cool. very exciting to see that coming very disappointing with the multiplayer whatever <laughs> really weird really weird choice that was made um also very good price point at like 750 if you just want to buy it um Thing. And it's launching into Game Pass for Game Pass owners, right? Like, they don't have to worry about buying anything. Like, it's just going to be in Game Pass. Correct me. I, I think it is. I think because I, well, I think the you whole would, thing. Rare Replay is automatically in there. So, well, I even think, at, even as a standalone. I wasn't sure if it was just being given to digital owners or not. So, if it is just being included, because like I know they they added specifically like ODST and like Reach to Game Pass, so that like Game Pass owners can actually get those, even though they're technically paid DLC for. MCC. So cool to see that everyone's gonna get to play Goldeneye if they want to. I'm not among those people, but I love the energy of no matter how old the remaster is, 
we are going to make sure the game remains playable in a modern state. Now, I know, I know. This this tells me Xbox. Please, please put the old Elder Scrolls and the old Fallout's on on console now. Now, that's, did that's they say they were fixing? I think they said better frame rate on the Xbox side, but I don't know if they said that on the Switch. No, side. The, the Nintendo side. The Nintendo is literally getting the ROM. They're getting the N sixty four ROM. Yikes. The, the from the Xbox side, from what I understand, it is the ROM but upgraded. So. That scares Probably me like too. all the other Rare Replay games. If you look at yeah. like Banjo on Rare um, Replay versus like even Banjo on my upscaled Ultra HD modded N64, the mm-hmm. one on the Rare Replay is way Much better. better. Okay. Actually, they actually redo the models. They're like HD models, not the old yeah. models scaled yeah. up to 4K. Perfect I, pixel. I think they said better frame rate, which implies to me stable frame rate. It doesn't apply to me higher frame rate. That's that'll be an interesting way to play uh um, play old night without the like you know well you'll still hear the breathing when you're getting shot when they're when yeah. they make those hard breathing noises, but you won't be like, Oh, it's like there's too many people in one room shooting at each other and it's like stop motion. Yeah, I I I don't think that will happen anymore because I just I just I don't but think it will be go higher because I suspect that that game has physics tied to the frame rate. So it's, like, um, it's from that era. It's gonna be cool on yeah. Switch, but the but the multiplayer of it is not gonna be cool because it's probably not gonna. Be, it's gonna be so dated <laughs> because of we'll the see. stop motion. The, the only reason I say we'll see is the Switch's actual. Now I mean the Switch ain't strong, right? But the Switch is much stronger than that N64. I I don't think that's debatable. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, the, the Switch definitely like suplexes the Nintendo 64 in terms of processing power. So we'll see how bad the the multiplayer is frame rate wise. I have a feeling it'll tank a little bit just because it's not optimized for the hardware. But I have a feeling that the hardware will be able to basically allocate more processing to to the ROM. Yeah. That makes sense. So I, yeah. I I don't know. Also, the multiplayer will exist on the Xbox. It's just gonna be local, right? You you just yeah. have to do it on one device, just like you did when the, the game came out. You know. Mm-hmm. Now, Shockley, did anything else uh, catch your eye during the shows? Like any of the State of Play or Nintendo Direct? Um, it was mostly the N64 stuff. I was praying that uh, Wave Race would get released, but still no. So maybe they mm. have to pay those Kawasaki royalties or something. <laughs> but um, So I was kind of disappointed. Like They did add quite a few in this one announcement, but... Other than Golden, here in GoldenEye was coming. Um, but then again, I had, was kind of disappointed there because I thought, oh, cool. This means they're also going to announce the the one that's supposed to be, which I've played, the actual HD remade shot for shot, kind of like Halo Anniversary style GoldenEye where you literally press a button and can go from old graphics to new ones. Um, that's, I don't. I still don't understand why that, that's not what Xbox is getting. Hopefully that's still coming, but then you'd think they would announce it with this. Um, because actually that was, because they're just throwing this into Rare Replay uh, versus that was like its own separate thing, like Halo Anniversary, like you play it and you can go back and forth. So I guess we're probably never getting that, but luckily you can still play it for whoever leaked that. Um, but yeah, I was I didn't catch too much of the... Zelda, I need to go back and watch that. Um, I still need to finish Breath of the Wild. I think I was on like the last 
that's I, I play other Zelda games and I go right through. Uh, I, I feel like I like that more structure of like playing line, linear games when it comes to like Zelda versus like, hey, go out and do a bunch of stuff and you'll find out later that you were playing Zelda Breath of the Wild all wrong. <laughs> and then you get spiteful about it and don't want to go back to it. Um, but I didn't catch much else. I think I was mainly looking for like what they're going to announce for the N64 emulator. Mm-hmm. Um, or even though the emulator on there is not the best, um, but it's kind of convenient when people come over and you want to all just play. Um, Cause I'll have my uh, family, we come over and we'll all play like Mario Tennis. So I whip out my N64 with those long, <laughs> with those all cord can, you know, controllers, but it is kind of convenient to just take some wireless controllers, just hook yeah. it up on the Switch and play it. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much, I think I caught a few other like indie titles that were decent, but uh, I think that was mainly it. And I think they announced, did they finally show off Bayonetta 3? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I saw a little glimpse of that. Um, that looked good, but still trying to figure out where are more of these titles, like, uh, you know, Metroid Prime yeah. 4. Um, I don't think they announced anything like that. Or uh, uh, also, any of the HD releases, like why we can't get Wii, um, the Wii HD versions of Twilight Princess and Wind Waker, but, you know, we can get, uh, what was that? What was that? Uh, Skyward Sword, yeah, the game no one asked for. So, but so I have a 15 year old, and I had a chance to speak with him before I sat my happy ass down on the couch and watched both the Nintendo and Sony shows. And hmm. I, the first thing he said about Nintendo, and he's this guy, he's a, he, this kid's he's a huge Nintendo fan. You know, he has multiple Twitches, blah 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 blah. He said it was trash, complete trash, and he said, yeah. Just when you watch it, you're going to have a healthy dose of, uh, you know, farming simulators. And I'm like, okay, I go in it with, with an open ear, open mind. And it, if I was a huge Nintendo fan, which I was back in the day, I'd be so disappointed. Like, Crusader, I, don't, I have no idea how you can give it an A, but I know Nintendo's market is totally different from Xbox and Sony. But in my opinion, they didn't even try this time. Uh, again, Metroid was completely absent from the show. Uh, the game, like you said, can, could be in trouble. Who knows? But no, not even a mention of Mario. Not even, I mean, Zelda, it's, it looks great. I mean, there's, Zelda's going to be great. But other than that, I've watched, you know, shows where Nintendo at least had something. They had nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I've enjoyed my Switch up to, the, up to this point, and so have the kids. But... In my household, you know, it's the least system we play by far. It's, it's like not even close. And again, I know it's a different market, but, you know, I don't know if it's, if you guys seen the Nintendo Forbes article, but they said that the Switch has a couple issues and, and it was released like on, I'm trying to remember exactly, I think it was like September 15th. It said the Switch has a couple of problems. And the number one, it was the drifting issues. They still, you know, Nintendo is known for having that product for, you know, product of innovation. That's what they're known for. But they still cannot get over, which is a huge issue, by the way. They still can't get over that drifting issue, which is so freaking annoying. It may cost customers a bunch of money. 
Um, and the other one was horsepower. You know, right now people have access to numerous mobile gaming controller options like the Backbone and stuff like that. But today's current phones and tablets have thousands of games on them, you know, with, with horsepower that exceeds, you know, Nintendo's device. And I'm not a techie personally, but I know that phone, you know, that phone, uh, phones don't have the GPU that can handle 3D graphics, but, you know, essentially it's up to like the, the CPU and it's doing double duty. But at some point, at some point, Nintendo needs to invest in its hardware. And I'm not talking about innovation. I'm talking about just raw horsepower. So it can get high quality first, to, uh, you know, third party games um, that come out on some of these other systems uh, in, in a good state. But I think Nintendo's saving grace is its business model. And it's going to stay around for a long time because of that, because they're extremely profitable. But as, as a gamer, you know, and as a gamer, I just I just don't see them hanging around or hanging around by a thread, uh, you know, because people are, are just going moving to other platforms. Um, as for the Sony uh, show, I thought it was a, a good but not great. I think some of the standout showings was, and I think you guys mentioned some of this, was Team Ninja's Rise of the Ronin, which looks like uh, uh, Elden Ring clone kind of, but I think uh, Stellar, uh, I think it's called Stellar Blade. That looks very cool. Uh, of course, you have the new God of War game, which is going to be absolutely amazing. But uh, I don't know if you guys seen the game called, I think it's called Sinduality. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a very stylized, I guess, it, I guess you can call it like a third person mech action game. I thought that looked fantastic. Um, and I did get a chance to read um, what Sony's doing as far as their answer to the Xbox reward system, which is, is incredibly generous and an incredibly good reward system. I thought that looked promising. I think the digital rewards, people love that shit. So they're going to play more games. And there's if there's incentive, people are going to play. And if there's even more incentives, people are going to play and they're going to migrate to other platforms if there's a big enough incentive. So uh, I remember on the 360, and you guys remember on the 362, I spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on that type of stuff. And now you can get it for free just by playing games. So that's a plus. Um, when you have Spider-Man, which, you know, look cool. Um, I think the, uh, what, what was the other game? The cat game, Stray? Stray looked all right. Stray was, uh, Stray's out. It, it wasn't there. Yeah. I think uh, I think the coming year is going to be interesting, though, with Xbox and so, uh, you know Sony kind of slugging it out because Xbox is poised right now um, to have its best years. Its best years are ahead of them. And I think 2023, and I, Tim will attest to this, 2023, uh, 2000 through 2025, I think you're going to see amazing titles produced by Xbox, which in my opinion, in terms of, you know, quality and quantity, Sony just can't produce that many. So they're going to get left behind at some point, especially with this Activision deal, which they have no answer for, let's be honest. And it is going to go through without a hitch. I mean, there's, I mean, you're going to hear stuff in the news but let's be honest, it's going to go through without a hitch. 
uh, come June of next year. So even though gaming news says otherwise, I think, you know, we're not going to have any issues with that. Um, but yeah, Sony, Sony had a good showing. And I think that they don't have, they don't have any answer for Xbox right now. They're playing, they're playing a reactive game when Sony, when Sony's always been proactive on things. Now if the the tables have switched kind of where Xbox is proactive uh, and poised to just have dominate, you know, at least 10 years, at least 10 years until Sony could figure out what the hell is going on. Um, I think, I think Xbox is, you know, we're in for a real treat soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, totally agree there, Jeremy. Um, yeah, as I've been saying, 2023 is going to be one for the ages to remember game wise and then some, right? So no, we got, yeah. we got a lot to look forward to. We just got to get past the next couple of months and, uh, pretty soon we'll be in a tsunami of games to say the least. Um, general MLD, I know you want to chime in here. Uh, what, what did you think of, uh, the show, these live streams from the state of play and Nintendo direct? Uh, did you like the golden eye announcement at all? Oh yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll focus more, more or less on the, on the golden eye one, but, uh, for the state of play, it is nice to know that a lot of the games that were announced were in fact multi-platform. So I, I just want to just, you know, it's good that Xbox, they're really, really committed to Japan and making sure that the uh, Xbox platform isn't being left behind. So uh, that was that was nice to see, like games like Tekken and you know stuff like that. I'm sure you guys know the games. Uh, Nintendo. Um, I have some Nintendo friends. Like so, I, I to that to them, Zelda. Seeing the box art of Zelda stole the show apparently. So <laughs> I, I guess they're just happy to see the game is like is it's on its way. And it's like it has like like a you know more or less a release date coming up that they can look forward to. I, I think that I think I think that made the show for them. Um, I think the Metroid stuff. Like I personally, I, I mean, I was a GameCube owner. That that was my that was one of my favorite consoles of all time. Metroid Prime One is one of my favorite games of all time. I feel like yeah, that game getting snubbed. Eh, I mean, I think it's gonna come out eventually. I think a lot of fans of Metroid know that. So I think they're letting that slide and uh, just focusing on what on what Nintendo did show. So overall, though, Nintendo had Nintendo had a great show, but uh, with Goldeneye, you know, it's weird. Like um, I don't, you would think that they would invest in this to make it online for Xbox, and in the end, it's only going to uh, you know, it's only going to Switch. But everyone knows once on hey, at face value. It looks bad, like how Nintendo has online and Xbox doesn't. But everyone who knows Nintendo online knows that that will hardly be a smooth experience. Far from it. It'll be a lot of hoops to jump through. And ultimately, the Xbox version is the best is the best version. It has like the actual it's an actual remaster, whereas they get an actual just a, a, an emulation essentially. So and hey, whatever. I'll, I'll use I'll play multiplayer the old fashioned way, like just like back in the day. I played split screen. And that's actually what I did a lot then. I played a lot of split screen uh, in a friend's basements, but I never actually got around to, to playing the campaign. So I'm actually going to play the campaign, redeem my childhood, oh, wow. and you know, play this game. Yeah, play this campaign for the first time. And yeah, I, I, I know a couple people. They'll come over. We'll play some split screen, whatever, just like how they used to do it. 
So um, yeah. Overall, though, I was it was nice to know. It was it was it was nice to see that the finally it's finally coming, because I expected this game to be announced at the Xbox Summer Showcase because everything they said is hey, like everything you're, you're going to see is twelve months or uh, or more out, and then you don't see Goldeneye, so you're like, well, what's going on? Like, well, what's wrong with this game? But now we know why. Nintendo want they they want the uh, they want to announce it. They want the uh, the honor to do that. So. Okay. Well, it, well, good. It also had some concerns uh, with Russia, with the Russian-Ukraine incident, mm, yes. because of the actual plot of the game. There, yeah. there was some concerns with launching it. Just like what is it? What's the the Nintendo game that's delayed? Armored Four? Um, no. Sony Advanced Sony. Wars. Yeah. Oh. The Advanced Wars are also delayed for the same reason because of the plot. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, hell yeah, the the one, Advanced Wars yeah. One and Two uh, yeah. remakes. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they didn't care. Uh, Advance Wars got released, uh, you know, when we invaded Iraq. But you know, who cares? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you know, no, no one would have roasted them in the news back then. Yeah. Well, now people will. That's that's why it's that's why it's complete BS. Like they actually give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, point being, I mean, I'm glad. It's also nice that they're including with rare replay. And overall, I'm just excited to play the game, uh, even though it's online. Well, I'll, I'll make the most of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, dude, it's a fun campaign. I mean, I know it's aged, but like, it was fun. And hey, if you, did you ever watch uh, the movie back in the day? Oh yeah, I okay. watched the movie. Well, yeah, so. similar thing. Like it has it has a couple of different things, but overall, it follows the uh, the movie. So it it's fun. It's fun overall. Um, let's see, Centurion Pal. I know you've been patiently waiting. Uh, did you happen to catch the uh, either show, State of Play, or Nintendo Direct? And uh, yeah, what did you think of them? So, I'll be honest, I did check out State of Play. I did not um, watch the Nintendo Direct. Um, I'll be honest. Um, I have a Nintendo Switch, but I buy what appeals to me, and I don't really go above and beyond that. Uh, Forgive me for saying that, but it's, like, I... Let's just say, you know, outside of some Zeldas and some other big titles over there on Nintendo, I'm not tuning into Nintendo Direct. Um, I do think it's pretty awesome that they're bringing back Goldeneye. Um, I thought I did have a chuckle when I saw that it was going to be pretty much literally, uh, you know, couch co- uh, couch co-op, couch, uh, couch split screen um, for playing uh, the multiplayer with Goldeneye. But there's a lot of um, nostalgia behind that, getting everybody together, trying to play on your each individual square, not, not um, you know, having your friends yell at you saying that you're staring at their screen and not watching your own little box. Um, the campaign I thought was cool. Um, also, there's always that one bit of nostalgia for me with GoldenEye, and that was the background music for the pause menu, which was actually one of the more cooler versions of the James Bond theme, in my opinion. Um, definitely, uh, I'm actually, I'm glad that I have rare replay, so I'm actually going to be getting that one and I'm not even going to, so basically, yeah, yeah, it's being included with rare replay. So I'm actually excited that, that that's the gift that keeps on giving. I'm, I was one of the first day one adopters for, uh, rare replay when that thing came out, because I mean, I loved the collection of games that were there, uh, Banjo-Kazooie, um, all of the banjo kazooie game even a, an offshoot game called blast corpse anybody remembers that one that was a very interesting title yep 
Um, but now to find out that they're now also going to include uh, Goldeneye with that, that hey, even more reason that I'm excited that I bought that title. Um, the one show I did check out, though, was State of Play. Um, I will definitely – I'm more of a Western gamer. Um, whatever it is, I, I do dabble every now and then on the other side of the world's version of gaming. Um, but for me, I would have to say the one standout for me was God of War Ragnarok. Um, you know, I do like, how could I say it? Everybody always did want to call this game DLC. I mean, I being one of them, um, because of like, you know, it was something that was supposed to be added on the original game. It's good to see that they have go way beyond that and did something much broader in in its design. Uh, if I'm using that correctly, I'm glad to see that there's new enemy types, there's different biomes. Um, that shot of Atreus, uh, Atreus um, basically shooting the arrow across the sky, turning uh, night into day with the wolves behind him. I'm actually looking forward to God of War Ragnarok. That will be probably my pickup holiday title to play on my PS5. Um, and that was pretty much the cap, the, the high point for the show for me. The I did have to chuckle, though, because at first I thought Sony was all trolling us by doing a controller reveal. And then it went into the actual <laughs> oh God my. of War Ragnarok trailer. I got so mad. Oh, dude, at first, but I'm like, are these assholes really going to just totally hype me with a controller? Because I'm sorry, the controller does not look good to me in any way. I'm pretty sure there's somebody that wants that controller. But I, I the blue and the white, I'm just like, oh, my gosh. They're going to try to hype me with a controller, and it's an ugly one at that. And then it turned into the God of War Ragnarok trailer, which I totally loved. Um, and that was pretty much my high points. Um let me see. Somebody already mentioned it. The uh, the game with the car. Uh, Pacific something. Pacific oh, Road or yeah, Pacific. Uh, I where the heck? Oh, Pacific Drive. Pacific Drive. Pacific Drive. That's gonna be an interesting game. Um, at least on the feed that I was watching, I had audio going in and out, so um, I didn't really get the full experience on that trailer. And but from what I did see. Um, it's definitely going to be a very interesting title. I don't know why it reminded me of like the Ecto one from Ghostbusters and like, what is this game really going to be? Um, but definitely, I would definitely say that PlayStation had some stuff there for me that I'm interested in, uh, which just kind of happy makes me happy to be a multi-platform gamer. I'm not like exactly boxed in. I try to play anything and everything I can. Um, and we all, you know, I mean, there's a lot of games for us to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, I'll admit I didn't see a lot from. I was probably more happy with the uh, Nintendo Direct than State of Play personally. But uh, hey, I was a huge. I really liked that Golden Eye announcement. What can I say? Really, really brought me see, back. I would have to say, out of the, all of them, the out of all the news that came out, all the highlights, the shows that came from them, Golden Eye is probably my one takeaway that this is going to be the the one game that I'm looking forward to right now at this very moment because, I mean, I, I want to go back to a time when I was literally living in the single digits and it, it's going to be uh, an absolute blast from the past. Um, I'm pretty sure that the game is probably going to look all of... 
How about let's just talk about, you know, one thing that I heard somebody joking around about. It's pretty interesting that when you're advertising a game that you have to now let people know that there is dual joystick support. If we all remember what it was like to play GoldenEye back in the day on a single joystick and four yellow buttons to aim. It was aim, tough, buddy. It was tough. Uh, uh, <laughs> exactly. To save the least. Yeah. Oh, that my God. That was me in Perfect Dark. Oh, my God. I can't go back to that now. <laughs> right. And But that's the thing. Like, Perfect Dark has been, like, that fix for everybody. Like, if that was one of the main reasons to go get Rare Replay was to go get Perfect Dark, not the Perfect Dark, you know, sequel game that was, like, Perfect Dark 2020-something or something like that. It was the original Perfect Dark game, which was pretty much, I don't care what you say, it was a ripoff of GoldenEye. It was a female character <laughs> based around the same scope of the game. And, I mean, literally the controls were the same. It was just in a different setting. And that was my fix for the GoldenEye bug when Rare Replay came out. And now it's good to see that's gone complete full circle. And we're going to see GoldenEye finally hit the market after all the rumors and debates. Well, does this game exist? Does it not exist? Wasn't it supposed to come out on the Xbox Arcade back in the 360 days? This game has been stuck in an absolute asinine amount of litigation between Nintendo and Xbox. It's good to see that it's finally going to get its day. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Um, yeah, I, can, I I agree with you, man. And I can't wait to relive uh, my split screen days <laughs> back in the single digits for sure. I don't know. You guys are high. Uh, Golden eye. Jeez. Ah. Uh, what do you know, Downer? <laughs> uh, a whole lot of nothing, I'll tell you that. Well, I'm glad you agree. <laughs> uh, Timmy, I know you've been sitting there patient. Uh, did you happen to catch any of the, uh, like the state of play Nintendo Direct? Uh, what did you think of uh, the GoldenEye announcement? Hmm. Yeah, um, I just have to take it off mute. Um, yeah, no, I, Nintendo Direct is, it is what it is. I don't really give a shit. I don't watch, um, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the golden eye thing i thought it was pretty cool i wish it had online a lot of people were like why does an xbox have online was it not capable like it's like come on bro it's like just put two and two together <laughs> you know it's probably something that like nintendo said uh they don't want or they negotiated with it if you guys remember this game was actually supposed to come out on the 360 it was like supposed to come out on a sunday or something and it just was like pulled at the last moment. It was pulled because uh, Nintendo had owned the game and they unauthorized it and they wouldn't allow it. So now you're getting the game 4K60, better frame rate, whatever you want to call it. And you know what? I'm, I'm happy with that. Uh, to be honest, it would have been cool with the multiplayer. But, um, you know, being that it's free, it's uh, on Game Pass, uh, and a lot of people have been asking for it. I think it's uh, a pretty cool thing. I'm definitely going to dabble in it. It's going to be on the cloud, too. Uh, for me, personally, I like these games that are coming to the cloud. Uh, I got a new TV that plays games or Game Pass, and it's uh, it's really impressive, to be honest. Um, Samsung uh, R95 or B R B95, I think it's, it is, uh, to the OLED for Samsung. But, you know, it, it's impressive for the fact that you just, like, turn it on and play. And uh, it's pretty much one-to-one -one experience. I mean, it's not 
as good, but you know, it's it's doable. So uh, I'm happy that like a game like this comes to the cloud. I can possibly play on my phone, or I can play on my TV uh, or and or when I have a little bit of well, time constraints or away, which have been lately have been in and out. Um, you know, you you'll you'll have uh, uh, you know that that option, and that's good. So uh, I was happy with that. Um, I know we're going a little long winded on the show, but uh, the TGS for Xbox, uh, you know, um, the feedback I got was like they did really well in Japan. Uh, a lot of people uh, were happy with the show, and uh, you know, a little tidbit: I, I would not be surprised if. After this Activision deal is done, uh, they 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 make a play for Sega or yes. uh, you know uh, one of the publishers. Really, you've it's, been hearing something? Not that I've been hearing something, but uh, I just think uh, here's my ultimate thing. This is what I really my heart of hearts. If if you would ask me what's going to happen, I think once the Activision deal gets done, that's going to be a monumental shift for Xbox. It's going to put them in a real position of uh, power. And uh, I think that they've gotten a little taste of this. And I think that Satya sees the 3 billion gamers. And I think uh, my, 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 my idea of what's going to go on here, uh, this is really getting away, uh, ahead of myself. And don't take these words and, you know, take them to heart. Or it's I just my, I will. <laughs> it's just my personal opinion or if, if I had to see how this plays out uh, I could see Xbox going on another double down move uh, making a play for Sega I see that because Sarah Bond is like really pushing the Japan initiative uh, they're seeing results there and uh, they're making some grounds which for me I never thought that would ever happen Tim, uh, you, know, you know what I think about that what well, I think there's been a verbal agreement already. I think I think it's been on. Well, they're they're very close, but yeah. yeah, if something could happen, that's possible. But if something could happen, I could see Sega. Uh, I, I put that in one of the group chats, and I was laughed at. But I'm like, yeah, you guys laughed at Activision too. But I could see Sega, and then that's going to be, you know, that's probably going to be a little bit of tough regulation. It's also Japan. Uh, people say that this won't get passed because you know they don't want that in the country or this and that. They have different laws. That all that stuff will be uh, ready at hand for Microsoft and its lawyers, uh, but I could see that happening. And then I honestly can see uh, like Phil retiring in 2025 and Dara taking over. Uh, that's where I think this is all headed. I think if Phil gets that move by getting Sega, you can honestly walk away from this and walk into the sunset and say, legacy, "I took this." Legacy's from complete, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's like, you know, listen, you could argue if he gets the Activision deal, he could do that too, which I think he can, because you have Blizzard, but, you know, this Activision deal is, uh, it's honestly, I think, a lot's riding on it, uh, Microsoft knows it, uh, I think they're feeling confident about it, but, you know, listen, Jeremy, you were there with me in 2017, where basically... Uh, you know, we were talking to certain people and the answers that we were getting to where Xbox was going was really grim. And you remember the dinner. Um, we shouldn't say anything more than that, but, you know, uh, it was really grim. And I remember me and you looking at each other and like, like, you're like, oh, this is... It was, uh, it was the dark times, you remember? Yeah, yeah, it was dark times, but um, 
the time is like completely changed. They've done a complete 180 on this. And I think honestly, like Satya, who once didn't believe in Xbox, now is actually an Xbox uh, cheerleader or whatever you want to say. He sees the three billion vision um, windows and the things that the other ventures that they've had previously put money into in the past. They're just not there anymore. Like the operating system uh, is dwindling. Everything's going to certain things that they've handled. Uh, you know, going to to mobile devices and different different things than they they've usually handled. Obviously, have the cloud, but I do yeah. think that they see the money. They see the sector, and they know they can grow it. And the way they're going to grow it is basically. Uh, they're, they're in a good position now. They get Activision. They're in a really good position. They get Sega. They're in like a dominant position, and uh, oh, they're yeah. where, where they want to be. Um, I mean, just on just on the, their licensing alone. I mean, just with the studios that they have and, and Sega's licensing. Yeah, got to Oh yeah. Their back catalog goes back to the '90s. If all that goes on yeah. Game Pass in one way or another, holy. Right. That's that's a you game know, changer. Or I could see a game play, a play for um, EA, but um, my yeah. sense is like 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 uh, like um, Jeremy said is that yeah, I think that they're definitely really cozy with Sega, and you could see that they were they had the the cloud deal where they they basically said they're going to work with the cloud division team and they're going to utilize the cloud, and obviously, uh, I think the days of like the days of multi-platform, uh, the days of exclusives are, are, are or then buying publishers for exclusive are over. Anything that they get from now on further is going to be multi-plat. They're just going to basically, um, you know, it's they're not looking for exclusivity. I think that they, they nailed that down with Bethesda. They have Sega basically to fill out PC, cloud, uh, and um, you know their their games, their IPs, and uh, and, and Tim, we yeah. spoke about this in the past. And when you think of Sega, you got to think about the big picture. Now think about movies. Now thinking about just different revenue streams with merchandise. I mean, just everything that you can do as far as that goes, it brings another business element to Microsoft, which they don't have, by the way, besides. Uh, you know, maybe the Halo series and and Minecraft and stuff like that, but a different revenue stream for Microsoft, which they could utilize all over the world. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I think it's just that's it's, a global move. It's it, it handles exactly. that. It handles Japan like it's just yeah. like once you get that, then you you have Japan on lock. And you know, I mean, obviously. They want to be the player. They want to be the one. And if they get that move, it's very hard to argue against them. Uh, you know, they're just, they're going to be up there regardless, but they're really making really smart moves. And I think, I think we all see where it's headed. Like I think where I see where it's headed. Um, and that's my honest opinion. I, I think Activision deal gets done, uh, you know, uh, even by based on J Phil's comments that they're not done and they're looking to still, that just means that, you know, basically that's a, hey, the wallet's still open. Sati is still pushing. And um, listen, for them to get a $67 billion deal, uh, that doesn't happen by Phil just saying, hey, I'm going to play the field. That's that's CFO Amy uh, Amy, yeah. Amy, and Sati is saying, hey, Phil, get something done. 
and, you know, and, you know, you've seen uh, Sony fan boast about you know the complications with this deal between Activision and Xbox. Make no mistake, Xbox's lawyers are the best in the world. I'm not gonna be worried about this deal whatsoever. I mean, come on, let's let's be real here. They got Brad Smith, who's the one. There's the he's the top guy. And listen, I think that they've laid it out pretty clearly, and and I don't think that. They're in position to lose. Like, if they do, if it gets blocked by, you know, uh, Khan, she wants to make a, a, you know, a play and just make a statement, you know, that's gonna suck. But they're gonna, they're gonna fight it in court and they're gonna win because they don't have. There's no case to be made here. You know what I mean? The whole thing yeah. with him and his comments, everyone's laughing at him. He's talking on two sides of his mouth. He's saying, you know, we can't compete. And then, you know, the next day, you have the seventh DLCs and Todd and, and Betas and this and that. Like, laughable, but the leader, they're, they're the ones that boasted, we sold a 100 million consoles and, you know, we've done this. We're the number one leader. We're dominant. You know, we're, we're two to one. They've said all these things and they've, they've always, you know, pushed that narrative. And now, Oh, you know, big big business taking over a little corporations. That's not gonna fly. You're a big, you're you're a big corporation. You've pushed this stuff, and the fact of the matter is that the game is not. They're looking to put Call of Duty on Switch. They're not looking to take it away from PlayStation. They just want to have rolling contracts and obviously There's nothing wrong with that. Um, no negotiating. Yeah, exactly. They just they, they just want they just want you know whatever comes up in the, those years or whatever, put it on paper, negotiate mm-hmm. it, and have, you know written you know legal documents. Nothing other than that. Maybe a little bit of money here and there. I don't think it'd be astronomical or something where they're like they're like two billion to get caught. It's not gonna be like that. It'll be like you know you have your yeah. little fee and you have this and that. But total you know total uh, agreeable stuff. No. And, does anybody, does anybody care here that Call of Duty is going to be on other platforms? I mean, nobody cares. No. 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 Uh, we, I made peace with that. It'll be like the next Minecraft. As long as it's on Game exactly. Pass. Exactly. It, and it'll get the Call of Duty like exclusive holiday bundles and exclusive marketing. That in itself is a massive win. Yeah, exactly. Listen, Phil out here, Phil out here saying like, he said that thing about how he expects less exclusives, right? But you read you read his thing about that, right? And he's he's explicitly talking multiplayer. And when you're thinking about if you're going and you're and you want to enjoy any multiplayer game, we'll use Call of Duty as the example here, right? You don't really care what platforms have access to it. What you care about is how active are the player, how active is the player base, how fast am I going to find a match, how how good is the matchmaking going to be, how how good's my ping going to be to to the other players that I did match with, right? And multiplayer games in general are better the more people that are playing period right they're, they're their own kind of platform I, i've been i've been yeah. preaching this for months now that that multiplayer games themselves are a platform like game pass or like xbox or like playstation and it's not just microsoft that sees it they saw it with with, with minecraft right like minecraft is a platform as an entire franchise whether it be minecraft proper or dungeons or the new legends game coming out Right, it's it's just everywhere because yeah. conceptually that's what they're doing with the IP, right? But and, and you know th- this is how Call of Duty is going to be. I guarantee it. It's it's going to be everywhere. It's going to be on every platform, that, and and it, it's going to be available to purchase wherever you can, wherever they can put it to buy 
that enough people are using the store, right? It'll be on yeah. Switch. It'll be on PlayStation. And it, Microsoft's not the only people that see this, right? Yeah. PlayStation saw it as early as 2019 with MLB when they determined it was more valuable to continue to develop MLB, but also develop it for Switch and Xbox, because that, that deal was signed in 2019. MLB made a big public statement of it on Twitter. Um, and then in 2021, last year, we saw the, the actual fruits of that, that it's actually launching on, on Xbox, and this year it launched on Switch as well. And what did Sony just do? What did they do two weeks after the Activision Blizzard announcement? They announced that they were buying Bungie and that Bungie in perpetuity is going to be able to put the games wherever the fuck Bungie wants to put the games, right? Like, there, there is this concept that is growing in the industry, and it's going to be everywhere, and everyone's going to be abiding by this, that you put multiplayer games as long as their IP isn't tethered to a, a device. Like, Halo's not going to go everywhere, at least not yet, not for a while. Halo's going to be stuck on Xbox. Why? Because Halo is Xbox, right? Last of Us probably isn't going to come to Xbox, right? That Last of Us multiplayer probably going to be on PC day one, but it's not going to be on. It's not going to be on Xbox. But mm. any other multiplayer game that doesn't have this IP tether, it's going to be everywhere. Going to be everywhere. Why? Because we have crossplay. We have Discord coming to every console with voice, right? People just like, like it, it's it's a concept that it's blowing a lot of people away because gaming's never been in a situation like this, right? Every platform's connected now. Every platform has these giant digital forever stores, and they're all connected with voice chat and crossplay. Because Fortnite and Epic were like, "Yeah, we're, we're crossplay exists now. Fuck all the platforms, right? We're big enough. We can demand this, right?" And so that's the, that's where the industry's going. It's going to multiplayer will probably be everywhere, and they're not going to use it as an exclusive uh, benefit to the platform. Why? Because it, it makes far more business sense to put it everywhere and then to still feed your platform with Game Pass because Call of Duty's still going to be on Game Pass, baby. You know, it's funny you say that, Crusader, because a, a lot of times I feel, and I used to think that Xbox was behind the eight ball and everything that they did. Now I'm eating my own words watching everything unfold. But you look at the, the Sony business model and the Nintendo business model, and that was what I was going over. You know, that's the business model. Uh, that I was thinking about what worked. And I know, I understand that they've been in business a long time and that uh, those two uh, companies are successful in their own right. But the future is Xbox. They're in, they're in just a supremely, a supremely better business position than anybody on the market. And, I, and Nintendo and Sony are going to be left behind. I'm sorry, but they are going to be left behind. And, and you know, Tim said it. Tim said it from day one, uh, and I know some of you said it from day one. But that business model is not sustainable. You know, Sony's business model and Nintendo's business model for the future is not sustainable, and Xbox's is. And I think you're starting to see that unfold now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know what the hell Sony's doing. I I've asked people and. You know, listen, for them not to have any kind of inkling of a cloud up and running or the way to play your games accessible on another device other than PC, uh, you know, things that of Amazon, Luna, and Google, Stadia, and Xbox, uh, NVIDIA uh, is also doing it. Um, there's, other, there's other things like apps. For them not to even have any kind of... Cross functionality with that, 
it's just yeah. bewildering, bewildering to me. Like I remember when they had that deal, and uh, and it's actually funny because I have I got a new phone and the camera roll came up, and one of the camera rolls came up was where like the CEO of Sony and and I think Satya yeah. were like shaking hands, and it was that deal. And everyone expected it to be, or at least I expected it to be, like, okay, they're going to use the cloud for this type of stuff. That was two, three years ago. You've seen nothing. Sony's not talked about anything. Yeah. Um, I just don't know. I mean, but you know, these, you know these more and more, it just becomes just like more media just to play games and stuff. Yeah. It's becoming more and more streamlined and, yeah. you know, console, but I just don't understand what they're doing. Like, I don't know what their game plan is. So they're you... moving slowly. They're, they're yeah. doing stuff slowly, right? They they're moving to PC, but they, they don't want to they don't want to disrupt their business model because they they don't they don't have a two trillion dollar company back to, to exactly. basically back exactly. yeah. So they're, yeah. they're moving to PC slowly. They have the live service games coming. They bought Bungie to make sure that they're going to be good. Five percent, yeah, it's gone. Right? Yeah. And, and so they're transitioning in a way that they won't fuck up their business model as it is. Yeah. Right, like they they need they need to transition smoothly. They can't. In other words, they can't water in, in a lot in a lot of ways. It's yeah, you know, they're, they're, they make a lot of money, right? Like it's not like they're 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 yeah, dying, yeah. right? They're the leader. They're the leader. Yeah. They they but, want to transition in a way that they make it there safely and they stay they stay above what they have to stay above, right? But they don't want to sink down. That's the big thing. PlayStation doesn't ever want to sink down again, right? And they did. Remember when the PlayStation Four launched? For the first like three years, they, their their profits were in the negative because they had yeah. to, in order to, to recoup the PS3 era. I mean, they they, they ended well, up was, at the end of it. It was really the the PlayStation Three that caused a lot of problems. Well, and, and the PlayStation Four, they they sold it <laughs> at a loss for like five years, right? You don't see them doing that this time, and, and you, you see them acting as a business very safely. Right, but, you know, they're, because they want they the safe it, transition. They sold it a loss, but they were making all that the revenue back and profits back. Yeah, on the, uh, not the first few years. years. They're, no, they're uh, the on, the, the, on the red uh, on the software. But yeah, but I mean, the, yeah, for but the that first was three years they were in the red. They were very, bad. The beginning of the 2013. Yeah, they were really smart to harp on, or they jumped on yeah. Xbox. Was they knew mm -hmm. they had them, and they did. They got they got the market share. <clears throat> You know, I remember I talked to somebody and then talked to the start of this gen, and they said I looked at the market share that we had going into, uh, you know, the Xbox One to the market share, and it's very, it's like, it's like really kind of got me down because yeah. Yeah. they really lost on a ton of generation. UK, I mean, it was like three to one. Like they, they're still, they're back on their feet and doing well, but still. It's, Sony's in a strong position, strong enough where they can raise the prices and do what they did, like they did. Yeah. But they were I really to, to 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 capitalize on Xbox's gaffes. Tim, I would disagree with you in the sense that I think Sony knows it, it's on the ropes. I mean, you could say whatever you want about market share. You could say whatever you want about uh, consoles sold and stuff like that. They they're in a panic. You look at all their, their messaging and the way they react to certain things when it, what Xbox does and they're nervous about this Activision deal and they're, they're worried about, uh, you know, Call of Duty coming to the PlayStation. 
they're nervous and they're do they're trying to do something about it, but they, in the end they can't because Xbox has all the resources, and you know they're again they're they're being reactive instead of proactive about things, and, and as far as their business model goes, I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think that's a, a fair point. I think Xbox is honestly uh, they're leveraging their two trillion dollar company to the point where now they're fully behind it, and they see. Uh, they see um, they see an opportunity here, and that's why I said I, I, I anticipate uh, another double down deal after Activision, just because of what you said. Um, you know, Sony can't you know do those type of deals, and I think that uh, you know um, they're in a little bit of a, a court and a little bit of a hard rock. I don't think it's something where it's it's something where they can't get themselves straightened out and or still be competitive and or still be the market leader. I just think they need to be a little bit creative. They need to have strong leadership. And they definitely, um, you know, right now, I, 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 they, they, they have a plan, I'm sure. Um, but I just don't know if the gas, gas is the right, uh, the right thing. I mean, I just know their fan base hates uh, games as a service. They made fun of it for years and years. Any game that was announced for that was a, a, a games as a service was laughed at and, and or ridiculed. But um, I you remember? Yeah, I think a lot of people did. But you know, things are changing. Uh, but to have fifty five percent allocated, uh, I think that's a little bit of a, 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 a risk. And also, um, just like the deal with Savage and, and some of the deals, I think they're kind of they're trying to compete. But um, I think Microsoft is uh, honestly making a lot of smart moves and big moves. And um, this is all what we wanted Microsoft to do. I think from, from the, I remember Zaire saying, be the behemoth you could be. And, 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 you know, that's basically what they're doing right now. They're, they're being that, that they're leveraging their, their leverage. Yeah. Tim, would you agree with that? I don't want to hear that they're not within their right because they, well, well, they, they've been here for a long time and, yeah. You know, the, the Tim, business as a whole is, is consolidating. Tim, would you agree that in some ways Sony's panicked right now? It feels that way, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, it feels that way. I would be, they'd be better off if Jim would just shut up. I mean, <laughs> really is, I mean, I think that they've had better, uh, better. I think Jim's good businessman, but I don't think he's the best public speaker and or he says a lot of things that uh you know uh that that don't go well i mean i honestly feel the way he the way he he surprised me uh you know they're acting like it's a done deal and and it seemed desperate to me the whole thing um and uh, to to try to you know put this in public opinion and and or try to to go where he went with this whole activision thing blew up in his face but yeah that's to me why i feel that they're in a little bit of a desperation mode because you wouldn't do that unless you know you're you know if you're in a comfortable position and and there's no threat you're going to just ignore it and let it go but if you're you know frazzled and you 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 don't see a good thing out of this end or you think a deal can get blocked um they want the deal blocked like you like no other because if they get the deal blocked they so there's like a huge sigh of relief but 
that tells you that if the deal goes through, that's going to have a, a big effect on them. And yeah. it, it, it will. It's going to, I mean, I think I said from day one, I, I think I think Xbox sees that, sees this, and that's why it's been a pretty shitty year for Xbox. They really didn't talk after the deal was. Like, they, everyone's been tight-lipped, and nobody's allowed to comment on it, and we've heard very little. And Yeah, they can't. There's a lot of things there, but and Xbox delays and all that stuff that that compounded stuff. But 2022 has been a pretty rough year for Xbox, but we all can see what's what's scheduled for 2023. And if they get the deal, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be monumental. I think I think it's gonna be huge. There is a chance though it, it gets blocked and it goes further on. I I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm 100 percent sure. I'd say I'm about 80, 75, 25. It goes through. I do think yeah. there is a chance that some bullshit will come down. Mm-hmm. Now I know we've kind of been sidetracked from the Tokyo Game Show talk, but uh, that, you know, there's really interesting uh, discussion going on here. Uh, you know, with you know all the different acquisition talk, because I do think that there's a lot with the Sega because I do think that they are going to yeah. double down too. Um, again, back in November, we reported on like a, a partnership too between the two companies as well, Microsoft and Sega. So there is something there and I think they've been working on something for a long while um, with yeah. a verbal You're agreement. Here, now, take us home, baby. Take us home. Take us home. Oh, yes. Now, I just wanted to get like a quick uh, roundup f- from everybody about the Tokyo Game Show. Shockley, starting with you, uh, do you have any highlights from it? Did you like anything? Um, yeah, it was definitely good to see that they actually got some other uh, cool fighting games back, uh, like Guilty Gear. Uh, I think they also got Blaze Blue. I think I saw that one. Um, so it's cool they're getting those back, as well as Street Fighter. Uh, some of these games I didn't think they'd ever be coming to uh, Xbox's way. Um, so I think some of those aren't on Switch. But um, but yeah, they finally got uh, Nino Kuni. Uh, we're finally getting Deathloop as well. And then obviously they re-highlighted uh, Persona 5 Royale coming out here pretty soon to Game Pass, I think this month or yeah. I think maybe October. Um, so, that's, so that's definitely a good highlight. Uh, it's, it's a bummer that they didn't have like any other big announcement um i mean obviously they probably would have had that at their show earlier <laughs> um but I, I am interested to get to check out the Wolong uh dynasty i don't know if anyone else checked that out yet i think the demo demo's out so uh definitely want to check issues give on that. Xbox. Oh, okay i heard but, that yeah definitely would give crashing. that oh, okay um but yeah definitely give that one a whirl i think people are saying it kind of plays or it reminds them similar with neo so which similar yeah obviously same same dev so uh that one's coming out early next year so definitely want to try to check that hopefully the demo runs decent <laughs> or i'll try it on the playstation probably has a demo too so <laughs> um but yeah it's good to get some of these more niche titles that hopefully when they come to xbox and or hopefully go right into game pass they'll which is probably the smart play and not just put them out there and like hey you guys didn't buy uh ace attorney oh because most people probably didn't even know it was available to buy <laughs> in the store um 
So versus like, you know, you just putting those games in the store and then no one buys them and they're like, oh, okay, there's no one there that, you know, is going to buy these titles. Um, but it's not really giving people a fair chance. So at least putting them in Game Pass, that definitely helps. Uh, so people actually can give these a try. So when the next iteration comes around, they can, you know, okay, cool. That, that game was pretty sweet on Game Pass. Let me actually purchase it uh, when it gets released for their next iteration. So. So it's it's good to see him still following up with that, and hopefully, you know, every year or around the Tokyo Game Show or just throughout the year in general, they'll keep uh, announcing uh, more Japanese titles that you know Xbox tends to get skipped on. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, no, I I agree with you. It's nice to see uh, a lot of these titles uh, make their way to Xbox. Uh, Phil and uh, Sarah Bond doing some really good stuff there uh, with the Japanese content. Uh, let's see, uh, Centurion Pal, I know you've been uh, patiently waiting. Uh, oh, did anything catch your eye with uh, Tokyo Game Show? Any games? Um, I'll be truthful. I did not really tune in. I always catch it on the highlights for the most part. Um, I'm excited that Deathloop is finally coming around and that once again we're seeing that uh, it was worth the wait with... Uh, the Golden Loop DLC uh, with basically a little bit of an extended ending um, and some other stuff added to the game now. Uh, the ironic part is I have the game also on PS5, so it's also going to give me a chance to finally put a game that I own, that I can play on both platforms head-to-head and really kind of compare the two experiences together. That's pretty much the only thing I'm getting out of the whole Tokyo Game Show thing. That's a fair comment. I mean, personally, I, I, mm-hmm. hey, I just I gotta uh, I gotta run, so <clears throat> I gotta go pick up the wifey. Um, anyway, it was nice to be on the show with you guys. Uh, Invader, thanks for holding down the ship. You're doing a great job. Crusader General, it's nice to chat with you guys. And uh, Mr. Centurion and Shock and Tim, it's always a pleasure. I miss you guys. I love you guys, and I hope you guys have a good night. Uh, we'll Sending you a mental hug. You're always welcome <laughs> here. You always can come on, just so you know. You're always just jumping in the score. Come on in. You're always right, welcome. Well, Agreed. Well, have a good night. And again, it was good to hear from you guys. Take care. Later, fuck face. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Later. Uh, uh, that's Jeremy's way of saying good night. So, <laughs> but uh, great to see you, Jeremy. Again, you're always welcome here, pal. Uh, but yeah, moving on down the list here, uh, General MLD, any, uh, any announcements at all, uh, catch your eye from, uh, Tokyo Game Show? Any games, or was it the Game Pass stuff, or Deathloop? Um, I mean, my immediate, uh, appeal is Deathloop. Like, it's nice to be confirmed that it is, in fact, coming after the year exclusivity is up, so that's always nice. That, that would, I mean, you would think it would also apply to Ghostwire Tokyo as well in next March. Otherwise, though, I just want to say it's good. It's clear Xbox, after this acquisition goes through, they got their sights set on Japan. Like, they care about Xbox getting these games. This was a show where they showed, um, like, a lot, of, a lot of previous games that released years ago. They're finally catching up. They will not be left behind. And it's clear that they're really taking this seriously. Any future um, business adventures they do, I think, will be in Japan, and we should all keep an eye out for that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah, I, I just like the uh, 
the Game Pass announcements overall, basically like 95% of the games that I saw uh, had Game Pass attached to it, so there's going to be a chance for me to try them. Uh, I got a few of the demos downloaded already, uh, Wulong. I'm really interested in trying that out. And yeah, I, I preloaded uh, Deathloop already. I really want to get through that. I think it comes out on Tuesday, so I'm looking forward to that. Um... Guys, any other comments before we uh, start signing off? Yes, no? Yeah, I, I was just super happy that they got a lot of, like, ports and remasters. Like, it's not solving the Japanese problem, but, like, there's a lot of legacy coming, if that makes sense. And there's a lot of variations of devs that are that are coming. And that PAL World game, the knockoff Pokemon with guns, that shit looks dope. Like, Yeah, it does. PAL World great. looks pretty cool, actually. Not gonna lie. Um, yeah. I would try I just, that. I just want to add to one thing, and then I, I got to sign off um, because it is late for me. Uh, I had asked, and um, I had asked some people. I wrote a tweet about this, and uh, yeah, like the results of of, of this uh, TGS, uh, they're really positive. Um, they're seeing like they're seeing real momentum. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, they're really, like, I have to say, Sarah is uh, a driving force here. Um, I think that Phil is, was good good here, too, but I think that uh, really good to have um, Sarah. She's a, a, a real big driving force. And, um, yeah, with all that stuff, uh, very positive, uh, very positive uh, TGS. One of the best years and um yeah for me it was death loop i'm gonna definitely play it uh, great show tonight uh jeremy is awesome uh really uh good to see the heated convos and, and the different opinions and um you know as uh i think that the show is getting better and better uh so good job guys and uh i am signing off all right timmy sounds good sounds good um yeah but i think on that note that about wrap things up though for tonight uh, i know we went a little longer but a little bit of a larger panel tonight and yeah you know what i gotta say great lively chat with the gang tonight overall like uh lots of uh stuff covered from uh, bonnie, bonnie ross leaving 343 um Goldeneye being announced at the Nintendo Direct for Xbox and Switch, along with the, you know the uh, the latest PlayStation uh, State of Play. Uh, we also talked about uh, we touched on the Tokyo Game Show and some other thoughts. But uh, yeah, fun overall. And uh, to all of you that tuned in, hey, thanks for dropping by. Uh, we really appreciate it. And if you enjoyed tonight's chat, then please consider leaving a like, sharing this out, and subbing to the channel if you're a new face here. Because, hey, we would love for you to stick around, honestly. And, uh, yeah, with that being said, over to the outros. And uh, let's see, Tim and Jeremy have left. Uh, I'll, kick, I'll start off here with Eric Shockley, buddy. Hey, you had some really great viewpoints tonight. Uh, really great talk. Where can everybody follow you at? Yeah, as always, you can find me at ShockNero on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. But yeah, good. Uh, I think this was the most packed we've been <laughs> in a while. So, uh, but definitely great uh, to have everybody all on at all all on at once. Um, but yeah, good topics today and good show. Mm -hmm. Agreed. 
Agreed. Oh, we see more of Downer, too. <laughs> uh, let's see. Moving on down here. Centurion. Buddy. Again, I thought you had a, a hell of a show. Hell of a show tonight as well. Uh, some really strong points. Where can everybody follow you? Uh, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, it was a great discussion. Uh, definitely, we all went all different directions, and it was just great to hear everybody's opinions. Uh, definitely, for those interested in finding me, you can find me at Centurion1307, Xbox, YouTube, Twitter, all that fun stuff. You can also find me here every Sunday night, and you can also find me over on Gaming Beyond the Box with Wilmy Hood and them every Wednesday night. All right. Short and sweet, I like that. Uh, moving on down here, Crusader, buddy. Again, you had one stellar show as well uh, from amongst the cast. Where can everybody follow you? Hey, you can find me at Crusader3456 on basically everything, you know. Just vibing. I'm covering as best I can these GTA 6 leaks, but I can't, like, post anything because, like, I'm not getting DMCA'd. Don't post anything, people. Don't post pictures. Don't get yourself DMCA'd here. That's, that's that's my word of wisdom for tonight. Don't get yourself DMCA'd, because Rockstar will. But yeah, it was a great show with everyone tonight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I agree with him. Uh, guys, you know, be careful sharing stuff out. Uh, Rockstar is, uh, they get pretty heavy-handed at times, so when that hammer strikes, uh, better watch out. And... They're a lawyer group that yeah. happens to make games. <laughs> yeah, they just happen to. Just happen to. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, let's see here. General MLD, buddy. Really solid show from you as well, as per usual. Where can all these fine people follow you at? Yeah, you can. You can, guys can find me at MLD Ghost on Twitter, Ghost MLD on Xbox Live. Uh, it was a great chat. A, a lot of, uh, oh, it was, it was good atmosphere and uh, good topics. And uh, let's just see what next week, next week brings us. Let's see where this uh, GTA thing uh, plays out. Mm hmm. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, depending what happens, uh, you know, in the news cycle for, uh, you know, starting tomorrow into next week. Yeah, I mean, I would like it to be a topic, but uh, we'll see what pops up. But uh, yeah, guys, to round out the, the crew, you can find my content on YouTube at Invader Gaming. Also, check me out on the Bluebird app at Invader underscore 1986. Really fun show tonight. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you later on the next one. Later, everyone.